Hey y'all and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. Bork, 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 and this is the show where we talk about things and sometimes the world of Warcrafts. Bork, bork, bork. On our last episode, we introduced you to Nath and mistakes were made. This week, we're going to be talking about the heart of Azeroth and interesting things on 8.2, a mechatork, mechatork, mechatork. We'd like to remind you that this week, you can dance, you can jive, and have the time of your life. See that girl and watch that scene, a dancing queen. Apologies to Sweden. <laughs> no apologies. That was for you, Swedes. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I, and Chris, you're, you're, Chris, your guildmates are going to be like, that's not really a Swedish accent. That's not really a Swedish accent. No, I know. They're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, um, they don't sound anything like that. No, they don't, but it's, it's wonderful. <clears throat> it's every terrible, like, bad stereotype of a Swedish accent that I could think of with a little yep. bit of like Wisconsin thrown in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> hey folks, how are y'all doing this week? What's up? I'm not wonderful. awake yet. But that's You're okay. not awake yet because, oh, it's only 1015 on a Saturday. I mean, I've been up since eight o'clock. I've been I up was, six. I was I've up, up late doing eight. my taxes last night. Kevin, why the fuck didn't you do your taxes earlier? I submitted mine in January. Wow. Uh, I never do it that early. Why? Why I don't have to do my taxes because my employer does it for me. Fuck off, Chris. Fuck off, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this is it for you? My employer does it for me. Okay. Your employer and the government do your taxes in the UK unless you're self-employed. Which then you have to do taxes. That's kind of cool. I'm not going to talk any further about that because I have very firm uh, I have very firm beliefs on the U.S. government should be doing our taxes for us. But I will link you some business. The, yes, big, big business prevents us from doing that. Um, lobbying, yay! Hey, hey, no politics. Whoa, <clears throat> no politics. That's no. what I. That's why I stopped. That's why <laughs> I stopped. I could have launched into a diatribe about that, but I chose yeah, not to. That, that's why I was. We'll, we'll make that the don't do that because no. <laughs> I will talk politics all I want. Not on the show, though. Um, <laughs> hey, Neth, you're the only one who put anything in besides Chris. How was your week? Well, but Chris comes first, so Chris gets to go. Th- th- this is not in any particular order. It's, it's okay, never. Any fine. Order. Okay, fine. So, my week, I actually didn't play much WoW. Um, I've gotten started playing Witcher 3 and I'm having a blast. I uh, played a tiny bit of yeah, Rome Royale about, solo. We um, talked about Witcher 3 last time, right? Yeah. I hadn't yeah, started yeah. it yet. I was planning to, and I actually have now. Um, I missed Raid both nights this week, so I have no idea what happened in Raid. Kevin and Chris will have to tell me. And I had a little bit of a rage going on about the Water Strider info that we'll talk about later until more came out, and then my rage subsided. Awesome. Rage. Hey, 
Kevin, you have a really simple one. How was your week, buddy? I play video games. Awesome. Some, <laughs> some well, some poorly. Um, we Mostly poorly. finally got Conclave down in Raid. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. And I wow. missed it. I it was. Him. When it happened, it was like it didn't happen. It was like, wait, did we just do that? Like, no, no, no. When it happened, it was more of a situation of we're never doing that again. Yeah. Oh, that sounds a lot like Illidari Council. Yeah. Some some people in the raid group were getting super tilted. It was we <laughs> that we reached a point, Gavril, where um, someone said, "Hey, should okay, we use Vantis rooms?" Kev, before you what? go any further, <clears throat> are we airing dirty laundry? No, we're not airing dirty. Okay, laundry. continue. <laughs> We, we were like, hey, should we use Vandis runes? And I was like, well, how many times have we wiped on this? And someone's like, 101. And I was like, well, do you think we should wait until like maybe we wipe 150 times before we start using Vandis runes? <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and then no one wanted to talk to you after that. I know. <laughs> that was like, uh, what, how, how many wipes is too many before we just say, hey, let's throw in the Vandis runes now? So, um, you know, no, me personally, I come from the old school, so it's like you use every available thing you have. Yep, yeah. So, I remember eventually, going through hundreds of gold worth of potions and mats during uh, every Nax. single pull. Yep, yep. Nax, every single pull. It's like, okay, I need everybody to pre pot for this pull. This is okay, gonna be an ugly wait, one, but which Nax? Original Nax, original, okay, original. Thank you. It's like back when, you know, you could actually have like 25 potions in pots stacked at a time. <laughs> there were so many buffs. Yeah. So, yeah, we we uh, did finally get Conclave down and we got to um, what's the next boss? Rastakhan. Yep. And I'm really angry that there's not like a reggae air horn that plays when uh, Wamsandi comes in the room. A Vuvuzela, like, maybe? Yeah. Like, there's got to be something like that when he shows up. But, uh, yeah, we wiped on wow. that boss a bunch of times, and wow. uh, it wow. just... Yeah. I'm not going to no, lie, Zombie is, like, hands down one of my favorite characters in this expansion, because the shade he throws at you when you die cracks me up. Oh, he's so, he's <laughs> so savage. I love Bomb Zombie. So, hey! Yeah, Chris, we, we did that. I Gavril, I'm not finished yet. I don't care. You literally put games as what you did last week. I also played a bunch of Division. They put in a, um, uh, an event where you can like collect uh, caches like for transmog stuff. Like They put in a pay-to-win loot box? What? No. There's not pay-to-win loot boxes. You can buy them, but it doesn't help you win at all. Uh, and I've been grinding those and getting gear and like new... like. Uh, transmog effects and stuff like sunglasses and pants and shirts and stuff and it's fun i like it hey christopher hi what'd you do um make it I, quick i capped up madrid today i'm happy about that it's 120 i started it last week uh so it's 120 uh did two mythics today already so starting to hear seriously it that still boggles my mind that is crazy fast I capped it in a week, and it's oh, already, and I'm doing mythics. Wait, but and you, you went to work this week? From like level twenty, and, and I you worked capped it in a week. every day. Yeah, 
Jesus. I like when I started on on, on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. By the time I woke up on the Sunday, I uh, when I went to bed on the Saturday or, or Sunday morning, it was eight eight one. Please, for the love of everything, teach me your secret ways. Um, be a tank and do dungeons. Be a tank and do dungeons, and Ooh, then level. Tanking is a dirty word. No, no. Then go level like ten demon hunters in a day. Yeah, I've done that too. Love demon hunters. Um, what else did I do? Um, I played Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, got two campaigns that I did this week. Uh, fun was had. Mostly. Fun was had. I was going to say, fun is going to be kind of subjective. I said mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what else, Chris? Uh, Lots of work. Just going to work all the time. And chilling, which I used the the druid for. I just chilled while I was leveling it, so that was fun. I got got caught up with Critical Role while I was leveling it as well, so I was barely paying attention to the druid. I'm way behind. Hey, Frank, what did you do this week? Uh, Frank played, uh, Frank had a bunch of spare money in his Steam wallet from selling random crap in his inventory. So he bought Monster Hunter World when it was on sale. Nice. Um, playing a bit of that because um, I, I like the Monster Hunter series. And I just figured, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about buying this. It was like 35 bucks. So no real reason not to. I wanted to play the game anyways. Um <clears throat> Uh, playing a little bit of Warframe. I missed most of the first wave of first part of the night wave. So I'm actually, I actually can't complete the first night wave. So I'm kind of sad about that, but it's whatevs. I have way too many game live games that I play right now. Cause it's like that monster hunter destiny. Uh, just, I have like way too many live games I'm playing at the moment. Um, and you know, I, I played a little bit of apex, a little bit of that. Uh, it started, playing borderlands again because the game of the year enhanced edition came out so which if you owned it previously you got it for free um for the Ooh. original game so i own it i owned the original game and all the dlc because i had bought it at the time and yeah I, i've been starting to replay that it's interesting going back to it uh with all the remaster stuff that they've done with it um yeah and uh Really, that's about it. You know, I, I DM on Tuesdays. Uh, maybe we'll see if that keeps going. Um, but besides that, uh, not really too much. It's been interesting. Hey, folks. Hey, Neth. Neth. Yeah. Neth. What was in feedback? Okay, so I am told that there was no feedback on Twitter. There was no oh, shit. feedback in Gmail. There was no feedback on our Discord. And so I want to say something. I have accepted a challenge from one of our hosts who shall remain nameless, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin. Who says that it's really hard to get our listeners to give feedback. And I really, as the new host, would like to get some user feedback. So I'm challenging our listeners. (laughs) To touch base with us. I don't care if it's on Twitter, on Twiscord, through our Gmail. Just reach out. and even if, Yeah, that's what I said. Shut you up. have Twiscord? <laughs> Twiscord, that, uh, that new app? It's a totally new thing. It's, it's a, like TikTok, right? No, it's like Twitter and Discord got together and made a bastardized love child. 
So, <laughs> shut up. I can't let it go. I'm sorry. All you do is reach out and say hi. Just reach out and prove Kevin wrong. Help me prove Kevin wrong. Now, it would be a really awkward time to mention that my uh, mic was cutting out, and I assume you said touch base with us? Yes. But all I heard was touch us? <laughs> well, I mean, some of you guys might enjoy that, too. Fair point. Wow. Also, Kevin? Like, my, my, my headset <laughs> cut out, and I'm like, I assume she said touch base with us. Uh. <laughs> That was wonderful. Wow. So, uh, y'all heard enough. If you're listening to the show and you enjoy the show or you hate the show, whatever, like feedbacks, feedback, touch no, base with us, give us a if, holler. Seriously, if there's something that we're doing that people aren't enjoying, then they should touch base and tell us that, hey, this part sucks, change it. Because, I mean, if, if you're bothering to spend the hour and a half to listen to the show, we want to make sure that it's something that you want to listen to. Yeah. So, um, thank you to everybody Plus, that does listen. help me um, prove Kevin wrong. That's the important part about uh, this. See, see, there's the important part. Uh, <laughs> as always, thank you for listening, I guess. Um, and, Absolutely. Uh, humoring, us, yes. humoring the shit out of us. Um, hey, Kevin. Yeah. That thing you like to do. Go ahead. We have countries that listen to the show. Every week. Every week. Every and week. We have countries week. that listen to the show. And this week. There were five top countries that listened to the show, starting off with the U.S., the U.K., Sweden, Canada, and Ireland. Sweden's going to drop out of the top five so fast. Yeah, Sweden's going to be gone. It's going to be totally gone. Um, if they're not here next week, we know that the intro was successful. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> hey, Christopher, this is your fucking pet thing, so why don't you go ahead and My mention it? Thing. Uh, so, uh, as I've been doing every single week, because it's a loving passion of mine, uh, Critical Role, the Legend of Vox Machina Kickstarter, has five days to go. Um, they did reach their final campaign stretch goal of 8.8 .8 million. They're shit shitting, <laughs> sitting just shy of 9.6 million. And once they reach 10... Nope, they've hit it. Did they hit 10? As of, no, they hit 9.6 as of about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> How many days is left on this? Five. five days. I don't know if they're going to make 400 grand in uh, five days. You never know. Um, if they reach the 10 million uh, point, uh, as was spoken on Talks Machina last week, the awesome Travis Willingham, uh, he plays Grog in the first campaign and Ford in the second campaign, will go through a haunted house. And anyone who knows Travis Willingham or anything about him knows he is a fucking scaredy cat and jumps at everything. They're going to live stream that shit. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so fucking good. So we're trying to get that 10 million. Let's do it because we got this. <laughs> Hey, um, and I've got one little thing to go over. Um, so we're gonna be trying an experiment uh, next week, and I guess we can go ahead no, and talk two about weeks. that. Two weeks. Two weeks. Sorry, that that's part of the other thing uh, that I was gonna say. Let's go ahead and just mention that right here, since it's in kind of the feedback thing, and this is sort of relevant to it. So, yes. with how everything's been going, and the fact that uh, even with bringing on Neff, uh, so you say hello again to everybody. Hey. Uh, hey. 
So even with bringing on Neff, uh, it's been very difficult for us to ensure that uh, any kind of good quality content, any sort of good quality podcast comes out of the show every week. Um, I'm not here. Uh, as I mentioned in the previous show, I do work alternating weekends myself. So, And <clears throat> with a major time difference with Chris, it makes it very difficult for us to schedule recording a second show on the weekends. So we are act for the foreseeable future. Um, now this is not going to be, it might not be forever. It might be forever. I don't know, but for the foreseeable future, we're going to be going bi-weekly or every other or fortnight or every other week, however you want to say it. Um, so we will be doing starting with today's show. So starting with the 13th of April, we will be doing uh bi-weekly shows. So the next show is going to be the 27th and then the 11th of May. So, this is going to give us an opportunity to rest and relax a little bit. Um, Cause let's be frank. Let's be frank here, guys. Um, we sometimes have not done really good shows every week. Let's be honest here. I don't know. I think the Accurate. shows I've done have been amazing. That's yes, <laughs> all one of them. Exactly. So it, it's, we, we don't want to like make you all think that, oh, well, there has to be content every week or anything like that. It's, it's no, uh, we're human beings. I work a shitload. Chris works a shitload. Um, I think all four of us work a lot. So I think it's one of those things where it's going to be the best for y'all because we're going to be able to deliver the best show. Um, we're going to discuss possibly some options. Uh, we might do a midweek show that might not be blizzard focused. Um, between like say Kevin, Neth and I, or Kevin and I, or something. Um, and we'll also going to be, and this is something that I didn't mention them earlier, but it's also something that we could possibly potentially look at is maybe, uh, possibly either increasing the length of the show or doing something else, uh, to kind of make sure that you get a good quality amount and we can cover everything. Uh, that's happened in the previous two weeks. So um, it's there's there's going to be there's going to be a little bit of influx uh, over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Watch the Twitter. We actually might actually post some updates on the Twitter. I post things. Yeah, you post things periodically. Yes. So um, the only the only sad part about that, guys, is that that uh, 95, 96, 7, 98. 99, 100. Episode 100 will be July 6th if we can keep up to every two weeks. We can keep but, up to every two weeks. Yeah, every we can keep up to every two weeks. But as a positive, because originally you weren't going to be here for 100. And now, now you, you will. will. Yes, because of how things worked out. Now I, I will actually be here for episode 100, it seems. Um, so keep, keep your eyes out, you know. We're not going to do anything absolutely apeshit for episode 100, but we'll, we'll see if there's something we can do. Um, yeah, I think that covers most of like the housekeeping stuff that we had to go over today. Uh, streaming. Oh, yes, that's the other part. Um, so another experiment we're going to try next week is that um, if you two like... Two weeks from now. Two weeks, yes. Sorry, good God almighty. Two weeks from now. <laughs> um, two weeks from now, which would be uh, the 27th of April... Uh, we're going to go ahead and try to live stream the show. Uh, we're going to see what happens. Uh, we're going to give it a good old college try. I know some people do like to um, 
you like to watch the show live, like LB, I know, watch, listens to the show live uh, and several other people have in the past as well. So we're going to give it an experiment. It's just going to be shits and giggles. We'll see how it goes. Um, the show will be starting at uh, 10 a.m. Central Daylight Time, which is also Central Standard Time because the time zones and stuff, CST. Central Time. It'll be 10 a.m. Central Time, which will be 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, it will be... Uh, 4 p.m. on British summertime, uh, which is also GMT, I think. At noon for me. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. It's it's somewhere near GMT. Uh, I, I, have to, I have to get my UCT converter up again. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be helpful. Yeah, I got to get my UTC, UCT converter up again and use that because that's a lot easier for people in Europe. To know what's going on with it. Uh, but I think that covers most of it. Um, it will be on twitch.tv slash Kari underscore Mag. We're going to be using Chris's channel for the experiments. And if it does work out, we'll probably just go ahead and start something new. Uh, go ahead and start up a uh, get off the squatted domain we have for Twitch uh, and uh, probably do something there. Okay. All right. Uh, is that about all the record keeping and, uh, you know, bookkeeping? I believe stuff? that's the book kicking. Book yes. kicking? Yeah. Oop, wow, chicken. English much good for y'all today. I am failing really hard today. I'm the southerner and you I'm talking better than you all. Yeah, but I'm Scottish. Hey, we barely I speak English. An entirely new app, so <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm Scottish. We barely speak English. That's fair. Well, hey, you speak Scottish. Exactly. Something 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 she's from the other studio. Um <clears throat> So Hey guys, it's this weekend blizzard for all the new stuff. Uh, Mr. Mr. Akari underscore mag. Hi. World of Warcraft. This is, I think, the biggest part of the news because yeah. so much of it is related to the main topic that we've got going on. So I don't know if we really need to go over too much in here. I'm not gonna go too much. I am gonna I'm gonna um, talk about it a little bit and we'll have a link to both the article and a video by Bellular. It was a really good uh, video. Not not Bellular, sorry. Uh, uh, Noble. It's a no Noble video. Noble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll have a video for him uh, that will have all the information on it as well. So, um, But yeah, essentially, uh, Ian Hazacostas, uh, the game director for World of Warcraft, sat down with uh, PC Gamer. And he openly admitted that they're, they fucked up. <laughs> they fucked up. And they're... They hopefully have learned a lot of lessons from the launch of Battle for Azeroth. Um, most of those major changes, as far as Blizzard are concerned, are coming with 8.2. A lot of the big fixes uh, in regards to things like the Heart of Azeroth and open world content and uh, raiding and things like that. All of that, seem, uh, as far as they are hoping, uh, everything that's coming in 8.2, which we will talk about later, is coming in all the fixes are coming in it too. That's the crux of the, uh, of the article, the cliff notes as it were. Um, and I think one of the primary things he said was like regarding the Azerite armor, they got it out way too late. Yeah. For testing. They, you know, fucked up and they should have gotten more feedback about it. So they could actually do something about that feedback prior to BFA yeah. coming out. Yeah, they made a lot of mistakes, not just in the launch of the expansion, but the, the actual testing phases as well. 
um, not having stuff available fast enough for it to be tested and feedback to be acted on. Um, but they've, hopefully they've learned. That's the hope from this article. The fact that they're admitting things and the hope that they will not do it again. But, you know, <laughs> Warlords of Draenor. That's, that's all we need to mm-hmm. say about that. We'll hope. We'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll, we will be talking about pretty much everything that is coming in 8.2, all of the fixes and all of the plans that they have to try and turn this sh- sinking ship mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later on. But the article is, is, is a fairly long read. It's, it's a very good read, though. Okay. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot of... I'm an old school Blizzard player. I I have WoW, especially. I've been playing WoW for a long time, and BFA has just not held my attention in the slightest. And and I've talked about that before, where it's like I'm just kind of burnt out on the game a little bit, so I don't have as much drive to be involved in it. But at the same time, you know, there have been a lot of questionable choices that have been made with BFA that have kind of driven me off. But the thing is, they have shown that they can capture old school players again with Legion. You were subbed pretty much the entirety of Legion. Uh, yeah, except for the period of time. I think it was like two months or something before Antorus came out. Um, yeah, I think that was like the sh- the longest time I was unsubbed during the uh, during the X pack. So and- they they have shown that it is, it is possible to recapture those old school players. It's just. They, they gotta prove to me they can. They, they, they have to give me the content that keeps me keeps me coming back. And it's like the thing is, as I mentioned in my what I've done this week, I've got a lot of game live game services that I've been playing. There's a lot of really good ones out. Kevin's playing Destiny, uh, um, Division. <clears throat> I play Destiny. I play um, <clears throat> Apex Legends. I play all these other games that just you know. They're more entertaining to me than WoW at the moment. And Blizzard's got to figure out how to, like, catch that lightning back in a bottle. Yep. That happens in general, though. Like, you know, it just you lose interest, you come yeah. back, and it, it's just a fact yeah, of life. It's, it's all cyclical. Yeah, exactly. That's why they only mailed out, what was it, like, 300 of those statues, like, five or six years back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wasn't a lot. And I tell you, um, so I have a friend that's been on Dalaran since the get-go. He missed that statue by one three-month subscription because oh, he was in the hospital for that three months. No. Yep. Oh, the, my it, God. He has been subbed for everything except for a three-month period. He was literally in the hospital. Oh, Jesus Christ. I felt horrible for him. He was heartbroken that he missed that statue. Yeah. Yeah, that statue. Appeal? No, there's no way you can appeal that. No, um, there's no appeal in that. There's, there's no appealing it. And then that's one of the reasons why they haven't done anything like that recently. Yeah. Was because of the amount of flack they caught. They got a lot of backlash from that. Like, mm. it was meant to be, it was meant to be a good thing. But yeah. when you take into account stuff like that it it's not you know yeah it's a great thing for the the few hundred people that managed to get it but then the people who miss it for something like that where you're literally in the hospital and that's why you're not subbed for a three-month period it's a smack in the face right yeah exactly there there's there's sometimes there are like completely unavoidable things where it's like i would be playing right now but the thing is you allow someone to appeal that you know 
oh, I got laid off from work, so I had to unsub for a month or things like that. It's, exactly. Yeah, they no, have I, to. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It opens a t- uh, can of worms you don't want to open. Yeah, and then it becomes, well, you know, my rating guild fell apart, so I stopped. I was unsubbed for a month, so I should definitely still be qualified for it kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And that's that's the problem. And that's kind of the reason why I don't think we're ever really going to see anything like that again, ever. No, I agree. I don't think, if anything, they might do something in-game, but they won't mm-hmm. do anything physical ever again. Yeah, no, no, no nothing like that ever again. Um, what, what, I, what was it? It, so if you had been subscribed from day one, continuously unbroken up to a, a X date, they sent you out, what was it, a, a Wolf was, Rider statue? So the statue that's out in front of Blizzard headquarters of the orc riding the wolf, they sent you a miniature version of that. Yeah, to anybody. Wow. Who, it wasn't really miniature. It, it was huge, but it was miniature compared to the physical compared one. Compared to the, the main yeah, so it was one, yeah. anybody who had been subscribed for the entire 10 years from the game, when the game was launched, to the 10-year anniversary. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it caused a lot I'm, of community backlash. I missed out on that shit because of a Cataclysm. Yeah, pretty much. See, I've I've come and gone a few times. Like, I'll just I kind of get to the point where I'm like, eh, I'm kind of over it right now, and I can't justify paying the money if I know I'm not going to be mm-hmm. logging in. Um, and we'll see mm-hmm. what happens with eight point two because I'm kind of bordering on on that point again right now, to be honest. Come, but... come to the dark side. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's it, it, reasons why I've been playing a lot more console lately. It's one of the reasons that we broke out rather than just being World of Warcraft and we talk about all the games now. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the main reasons, Burnout and... Yeah. That we, there's no real reason for us to just talk about World of Warcraft when most of us at the time weren't playing it. Mm-hmm. No, and that makes sense. Like, you know... Nobody plays just one game exclusively. And exactly. And there are you, some people. If you do, please tell me because I want to have a conversation with that person about how you play just one game exclusively. Because I suffer from shiny syndrome. And so I'm like, ooh, look, that that looks fun. I'm gonna go play that now and fuck the game that I'm currently playing. Uh, I'll get back to it later. This is how you run into people that have 50 characters max level. Hello. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. we we have one of those. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll talk a little bit more about WoW in a little bit. Let's go ahead and try to pile pile drive our way through the rest of the news um, real quick. In Diablo three news, season seventeen is on the PTR. That is the season of uh, nightmares. It is a season of nightmares. There will be a permanent ring uh, legacy of nightmares set bonus effect. Um, mm-hmm. eh, eh, eh. It's news, uh, you have to say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> beyond that, um, this is something that's, that's been around for a while. Everyone's kind of known this one for the last month or two, but uh, NetEase is done with Immortal on their end, Diablo Immortal, the uh, mobile game. Um, we're still just kind of waiting to see where Blizzard's going to go with that because um, that is the last thing they... Blizzard side is the last thing that needs to be done. Blizzard just now needs to actually push it and publish it. Um uh d4 um as i have been talking about for like the last year and a half there has been so much movement and so much 
words on the on, on the periphery. Um, if we don't see D4 this year at Gamescom or BlizzCon, I am going to be very shocked. I'd be super surprised. I mean, yeah, me too. The community was super surprised we didn't get it this year at BlizzCon. Yeah, well, that 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 was that was yeah. They they didn't get out ahead of that early enough, and they I what was it like a week before BlizzCon? They a week sent and a out, half. It was like a week week and a half before BlizzCon. They sent out the tweet. It's like, hey, no, it's not going to be D four. Like temper your expectations. Way too late. <clears throat> yep. And that's when we got the. Uh, you guys have phones, don't you? Again, I feel so bad for the Diablo de- de- team that had to be on stage for that. Yeah, you can tell they weren't. This wasn't something that they were super stoked about. Like, no. in, and in all honesty, I'm not against. And I know people are going to rip me a new one, but I'm not against the idea of a handheld game. I just was no, like, I wanted the D4 announcement. I wasn't. I, I'm so I was upset on that level, but at the same time, I commute, and so I play a lot of mobile games on my phone because I, I commute I on do the too. bus, right? So I need something yeah. to do on the bus. And no, no, 100%. so for I do me, I'm like, ooh, a handheld Diablo. What? I've yeah. already said how they could have fixed this. Like seriously, at the end of that trailer for Immortals, do the same thing they did with Elder Scrolls when they did yes. when they did the Blades Baited, announcement. Faded to black. Then just four claws, Diab- the word Diablo coming soon. That's all they needed. And then everyone would have yes. been happy. Everybody would have been appeased. It would have gone over much better instead of, hey, bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. but the, pro- the problem is that D4's development has been like D2 level of clusterfuck. Because if you know your history, Diablo 2 had a really, really troubled development. Sorry, Diablo 3. Sorry, Diablo 3. Because um, Blizzard North, which was the company, I believe, that originally did Diablo mm-hmm. 1 and 2, had an almost finished product. They had like a 50% complete product for Diablo the Diablo 3. And then their studio got scrapped and the plans got scrapped and all the resources went into Titan. And then Titan failed. And then Titan became Overwatch. And then we got Diablo 3. We got Diablo three, and then we got Overwatch, and it's just it, yeah, um, it's it's just not been good recently. I mean, it's just, uh, even with Diablo four, from what we from what we've been able to ascertain, it's they've had a f- solid product at least twice that's been canned and can't and shit canned and redid the whole thing. Yeah, and and that that's the troublesome thing is that seems to be that seems to be happening a lot with Blizzard, and that's actually kind of troubling, extremely troubling. Okay, so speaking of D4, in an ideal world, what classes would you want to be able to play? Uh, Paladin, Druid, Assassin, Barb, Wizard. Um, I like Demon Hunter. I would like Any to of the finally Wizards. see Wizard. the Bard that was supposed to show up earlier make an appearance. The one um, in Hellfire? Yeah, no, it was the supposed original to. Original Diablo expansion? But it never actually got added to Hellfire. It was supposed to be. Uh, it's it's in Hellfire. It's just deactivated content. Yeah, yeah, but so we, it's never actually been. So I'd like to. It was see never Bard. officially released. Yeah. Yes, and I'd really like Amazon back. I like Amazon much better than Demon Hunter. Not that I don't enjoy Demon Hunter because I do enjoy Demon Hunter as well. But I find that Demon Hunters are a little bit glass cannon at times, and I really liked that. With the Amazon, you could go Jabazon, you could go Boazon. There was like options. It was awesome. 
So I would agree to the Amazon thing with the with but the fact that I'm sick of seeing Cassie in Heroes of the Storm, I'm gonna disagree with that shit. I mean, that, you're not gonna see Cassie too much cunt. longer. Dead she's game, you know. D E D G A E M. Dead game. Um yeah, I I I think I I think they did a really good job of reimagining the Diablo 2 classes in D3. Yes. I think they did a really good job because Paladin is obviously um, the Crusader. Crusader. Uh, yes. Paladin's obviously Crusader. Wizard is clearly Sorcerer, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Demon Hunter is your Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think they did a really good job translating them, and I'd love to see where they like branched out further. The problem is, is that they have to play it safe because so many people have been whining and crying. I they have to play it safe. Unfortunately, they have to they have to make Diablo two two point five, which is very sad because I liked D three. People bitch and moan about D three. Oh, it was too cartoony. It was too bright. I, it was too. I light. still no. like D three. I still log in and play it. D3 is a fantastic game, mm-hmm. and Agreed. I think that all the people that bitch just want fucking Diablo 2 back. And if you want Diablo 2 back, go play Median XL. Go or do something else. Install Diablo 2. <laughs> or reinstall Diablo 2. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you're never going to capture the exact same game every single time. Let the game evolve and develop further. And that was always the most frustrating thing because people just weren't letting Diablo 3 stand on its own legs. They were like, oh, it's not all dark and gothic. And I'm like, well, there's a lot. There's a whole act that's nothing but fucking deserts. Super bright. Kitty. Yeah, the fucking cat's in the background again. I don't know what my wife's doing. Um, Cat's being a dildo. There was an entire act that was bright and airy deserts. I I just don't get it, man. It's like I, I, I thought the art direction on D3 was fantastic. Um, and I thought the game itself is fantastic, but we'll see. We'll see what D4 brings. Um, we hopefully we'll get some more information on that this year. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I would love to launch into a fucking 20 minute rant and diatribe and uh, praise of Hearthstone, but I won't because my co-hosts would uh, absolutely murder me. But uh, suffice it to say, Rise of Shadows is out and it's pretty, it's okay. It's it's it, it's okay. We've had the standard rotation. We lost a lot of really powerful cards, um, but we've we've seen some some decks that are interesting uh, arise. So we'll have to see what happens uh, over the next month or so when the meta begins to shift and stabilize out. Uh, but right now, it seems actually kind of fun. I'm actually having a lot of fun. I opened my 140 packs and uh, 140. What? I bought i I bought i bought the bundle yeah (laughs) well no i bought the bundle and i had a shitload of gold because i just save my gold i do my daily quests i do my daily quest every day and i just save my gold through the course of the the expansion i usually have enough at the end of the expansion to uh buy between 40 and 60 packs why don't they just let you use gold to buy the um the you know pre-order because that's not how you get money kevin that's uh, not yeah. how you monetize that's not how you monetize that's... a game whatever they got their money because they gave they sold me 80 packs for 80 bucks and i play enough hearthstone that to me that is a fair amount of money because remember i play magic the gathering also so 
the fact of the matter is the only problem I have with Hearthstone is the fact that there's, I literally can't do anything with these cards because I don't actually own the cards. But I still have plenty of fun with the game. I play, you know, five to ten matches a day, minimum. I, I go out and I grind a couple of games when I'm on launch or I'm on break or something. So uh, there's a reason Hearthstone is the most dominant of the CCGs or the TCGs uh, that's currently online. That has, you know, uh, either a mobile app or just is an online service. Uh, there's a reason it's the biggest one. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely love Hearthstone. I play the shit out of it. And you all know that. No no one else here, like, really, like, gets that, but... I get that. I just, I don't, I'm just, I don't Well, I mean, like, get much. it in the sense that, you know, I'll play as well a lot. I oh, do. Okay. I just, I play a shitload. And it's... I don't it's, play it a lot. I'll go on. I'll do a couple of hands here and there just for some, mm-hmm. like, just for something to yeah. do. But I'm horrible at it, and I'm not sinking I I'm horrible at <laughs> nope. so... Part of, like I've played Magic the Gathering for almost twenty years. For twenty years, so it's like CCGs and TCGs are something that I'm really is really part of my DNA. So that's just me. Um, but yeah, uh, TLDR: Rise of Shadows is out. It's good. Uh, wait to craft anything. Give it a couple of weeks if you are not an experimenter. If you're not a brewer, give it a couple of weeks before you start checking out the net decks and uh, the safe crafting lists. Uh, I think that covers most of the game news. Um, who's going to cover uh, Activision Blizzard? Activision Blizzard? Kevin, you've been quiet. Okay. Um, Activision Blizzard mobile gaming push is happening. Um, I think, you know, they mentioned this at uh, BlizzCon last year, but in general, they're making a a huge push into the mobile gaming market. Um, the mobile gaming market itself is expected to reach 59% of the gaming market in 2021. And obviously Blizzard has uh, all IP. There's mobile projects in the works for all IPs, right? They said yeah. that previously, including World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, only makes sense because you have to look at the the, the growing markets. You, you look at SEA, Southeast Asia. You look at China, you look at other countries where it's like Brazil, Japan, South America, parts of South America, where it's where we're having a gaming PC is less something you do, but everyone has a mobile phone and everyone tends to play a mobile game somewhere. Still holding out for the uh, World of Warcraft pet battle mobile game. Um, you know so, what? I'm con- I'm honestly kind of surprised that they haven't come out with one because the way pet yep. battles are set up now, it lends itself directly to a mobile game. It would make sense. I, and like I I don't understand why they haven't pushed that as an option because that's a logical option that ties in with content you already have. I mean, I play the fuck out of that, and I I'm so, not someone who does mobile games. We're gonna get <laughs> I I calling it now. We're gonna get a. Uh, a uh, a partnership with Niantic, and we're gonna get World of Warcraft go. Woo! <laughs> I mean, what I, I would like war, to see, <laughs> I would like to see more like a two D side scroller or some kind of like an old school style game. Those don't um, sell as well on mobile, unfortunately. I, but that's what I like playing on Switch. You know what I, I mean? Know, like, but this is it's not, I, these aren't gonna be Switch games though. When I play mobile games on Switch, though, I like uh, Hollow Knight or that's not a mobile um, game though, Kevin. Those are Switch games. We're talking about like mobile. Those are those are actual console games developed for console. 
I know, but that those are what I would want to see on mobile. You know, like and the problem is with those games, like like your traditional two D side scroller or platformer or RPG. The problem with them is that they're not as easy to just pick up and put down. Mm. Mobile gaming revolves very heavily on things that you can digest in five to ten minutes. Well, like a pet battle game, like Dead Cells would be better because that's something that you know you play until you die and it takes like 10 it's, minutes it's too much stuff going on on a five inch screen mm. you have to make sure that what you're doing is very when you're designing for mobile you have to make sure it's very clear and straightforward and that everyone it is accessible to literally everyone because the whole yeah. purpose of it is to broadcast the game. It's just shotgun method. You just get it thrown out, and you cast a wi- as wide a net as you possibly can to see if you can bring in your whales. I mean, I didn't get that impression from Diablo Immortal. Like, I feel like what they're shooting for is kind of a quality experience, and it has to look good. And you know, I'm not I hope saying that it they don't have try to, to cater good. to the lowest con- common denominator. I'm not saying it doesn't have to look good, but the thing is, is that you're, it's literally going to be a direction stick. There'll be a, there'll be a movement, a movement mm-hmm. soft button on the screen, and it's going to be a radial menu. Yeah. Or a series of buttons that you press when you point yourself at something. It's very simple. It's not like complex platforming or like the, the, in, in the current, you know, 2d platformer and side scroller Renaissance where it's it's about fluid movement and fast fast twitch reaction. That kind of stuff doesn't play quite as well on a purely mobile title. I think it could. I mean, and I think more and more you're getting like controller attachments or Bluetooth controller attachments. Why the fuck would I want that? I don't want that. I don't want another fucking attachment to haul it, in my bag. I want to be able to go to purpose. Like yeah. it, mobile gaming, the whole purpose is that it's portable easily. And if I suddenly have to get an attachment to plug into my phone just to play that game, guess what game I'm not playing? Because okay. that it's not yeah, something I, I can quickly fire a few rounds off of on the bus with that's packed with other people. Well, a, a game like Hearthstone, I think, is fine because you can physically move things around on the screen. But like mm-hmm. if I'm playing a game that like Diablo I want to have buttons, you know, that's why I don't play mobile games, period. And that's, and that's fine. You're not the market for the games then is the problem. Because the thing is what they want, they, what they want is they want somebody that's going to sit down, say like me on my lunch, my 15 minute breaks or my lunch breaks or whatever. Like, you know, I go out for a cigarette. I can sit down, I can fire up Hearthstone. I can play a quick game of standard normally usually depending on what my matchup is i can play a quick game of standard i can play one to two games of standard in that time frame i don't have to do anything they make it a very seamless experience i'm just physically sitting there same thing with uh final fantasy decidia opera omni online very long name i know but it's another mobile game i play and it's a final fantasy game it is literally just a final fantasy game i have five buttons i can hit that determine what kind of attack i do and i go to the node on the map i want to be at so if I'm grinding something or if I'm saving, I can, I've sat down for a smoke break for 15 minutes and I've done seven or eight different nodes on the map. I don't have to have anything special. I don't have to do anything different. I literally just sit down, fire up the game, click, 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 click. That's it. When you're talking, when you're sitting, 
I am, except for the fact that I don't spend money really on mobile games, I'm exactly the market they want. I want somebody that's not going to be sitting there grinding the game away. You know, the ones that they want for that are the whales. That's the people who are going to come in and they're going to spend $5,000 to chase in a gotcha game. You know, they're going to spend $5,000 to chase a specific item or a specific character. I'm on the casual side of things. I will sometimes throw them money. That's the kind of things they want and need. They don't want somebody that's going to, that that comes in for a full-fledged game experience. They want somebody who's going to come in and take a bite-sized game experience and accept it. And the thing is, it's like, Kevin, what you're talking about, you're talking literally about the handheld market. You're not talking about the mobile market. Like for the handheld market. It's an entirely market, different thing. Yeah, for the handheld market, yeah, that's great. You have the Nintendo Switch. You have the PSP. You have the Vita. You've got the 3DS, the 2DS. You have all those stuff. That's the handheld market. And unfortunately, the handheld market is kind of fading. There's one major player in the handheld market, and that's it. And that's Nintendo. Woohoo. True, and you know, which on that note, we're supposed to po- supposedly getting two new Switch models this year. Nice. Oh, the, by the mm-hmm. way, this whole article was about how Call of Duty is going to have mobile. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. forgot to mention yeah. that. That yeah. was the point. Um, it's, it's another Activision Blizzard thing, though. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's supposedly two new. This is, the rumor is, is that there's two new Switch consoles coming out. One that's going to be mobile focused, so it's going to be a a lighter unit, better battery, um, a last a little bit less quality in terms of you know your display and things like that. You know some trade offs to make it more mobile friendly and permanent controllers. Um, and then there's going to be like a pro version that will be a little bit beefier of a boy. So, um. Getting back to like what games you can and can't play on mobile, have anyone played? Has anyone played uh, Fortnite on mobile? No, no, no. I haven't played Fortnite on PC. I'm not a 14 year old boy. <laughs> I haven't. I had a, a, a either, though. I a 14 year old kid. <laughs> Although well, Meth, you and I say that we play Realm Royale, <laughs> but we don't play it on mobile. <laughs> <laughs> we don't play it on mobile. <laughs> But that, you know, Speaking I think. Speaking of which, we need to do some Realm Royale this weekend. Yes, we do. I think this is like, you know, how Call of Duty does and how other games that are have been super successful on other platforms, how they do on mobile is going to really uh, either usher this in or, you know, not usher it in. Because if people find that, yeah, these popular games on PC are going to be popular on mobile, then I think there's going to be more investment made into it. But if they, if they're not good and if they don't do well, then, you know, maybe they're not going to invest as much in making these types of games. The big budget ones. Yeah. They're not going, I don't think it's a sustainable thing. I don't think the, the big budget ports are sustainable, but I think that the mobile market itself is a huge growth market and we'll see nothing but continued investment over the next five years just because of Asia and South America. Asia and South America alone are reason enough for them to continue the mobile push. Okay. I mean, just absolutely massive markets. I'm worried about gameplay suffering. I think, you know, will it actually be as fun or easy to use on a screen that doesn't have buttons? 
Okay, um, but you're clearly not the market for this kind of game. So it's not going yeah, to be enjoyable for you because you're not the intended market. Yeah. Whether it's fun to play on a screen or not, they're not going to give a shit. Yeah, they don't they don't give a shit. They they are trying to make sure that they have the best experience possible on a mobile screen while keeping it simple enough that anybody can pick it up to increase mm. their 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 install base, their user base. Okay. Hey, we've been brambling. What's up, Neth, with that last little bit thing that you have uh, painfully and helpfully highlighted for us? <laughs> In three different colors so far, so you guys would shut up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can go to hell. You don't know how this show goes, obviously. <laughs> I'm like, stop talking about mobile gaming. Let me talk. <laughs> so I right am going to just put it out there and I will be the first to admit it. I am an Ubisoft fangirl in the worst way. <laughs> So, I am very excited about a couple of things. First off, there has been something noticed in Division 2. There is a poster that has been picked up by um, a couple of users and talked about on Reddit. It's visible in a few areas in Division 2, so you guys have been playing it, so keep an eye out for it. It looks like um, the, the poster says Valhalla at the top of it, and it has a Viking-looking person. But if you take a close look at it, the cloak that the person's wearing is very Assassin's Creed-esque, and they are holding in their hand what can only be one of the Apples of Eden. And so it's driving a lot of speculation that maybe the next Assassin's Creed game might be based on Vikings, which I am so there for if it is. I love me some Assassin's Creed, and to get to do a Vikings one would be fucking epic isn't that series done yet no dirty dirty tongue (laughs) this was picked up by kotaku a week or two ago and supposedly they did confirm that with inside sources Uh and she just orgasmed i think i did actually a little bit (laughs) (laughs) wow ties into so we're about a month and a half out from e3 which i watch the press conferences every year um Mm -hmm. ubisoft has already said that there's not going to be an assassin's creed until at least 2020 so i don't think we'll get anything more than maybe a little bit of a teaser trailer which would be awesome but what i'm really hoping to see more for um from ubisoft for e3 is what is hands down one of my all-time favorite games which is beyond good and evil um last e3 they announced um announced and showed some play of beyond good and evil 2. i no word of a lie replay that game once a year every year and have since it came out so for me that the sequel is finally coming out is just fucking amazing and i cannot wait to get my hands on it so it's only been like 15 years i know (laughs) Wasn't that wasn't that like Gen Four, Gen Five, or something like PlayStation era? Yeah. Yeah. So when I say I'm an Ubisoft fangirl, you kind of understand. I, I literally I replay this every year. I literally replay this from beginning to end every year because um, I love that game. So I'm hoping that we're going to get more about that. But I'm also hoping that we're going to get more about Skull and Bones, which is the one that they announced last year that looks like they took all of the really cool pirate stuff from the Assassin's Creed pirate game and made it into 
thank you i was drawing a blank um from black flag they took all the pirate stuff and just made just a pirate game and it looks so sea of thieves no no Hmm. this looks way cooler Look up Skull and Bones from E3 last year and watch the video for it, Gav. Like, right. it's amazing. All right, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Um, I think that covers- since we had a section yeah. called Other Games, I was taking a moment to fangirl. And I'm- oh, no, that's fair. Um, I actually have something that I'd like to bring up, okay. if you all don't mind. Yeah. Um, so... I don't think we've actually really weighed in. We talked a little bit about it last week, but uh, Epic Game Store. Yeah. <laughs> Let's limit this discussion because we could spend about. Oh hour yeah, we're, on we're, this I, topic. we'll 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 try to be, I'll try to be reasonable about it. But I just wanted to I just wanted to kind of like get y'all's read on it because I I've made it very clear that I don't support the practices they're doing. I've made it very very clear mm-hmm. um, that I don't believe you should be you should be locking up third party exclusives. Uh, if you mm-hmm. if you're publishing your own exclusives, that's all well and good. And I'm, in fact, I'm almost positive we talked about this on the last episode. I believe we did, but briefly, but we did. One of the things that has come through recently is uh, the review bombing that happened on Steam following the Borderlands Three announcement. Um, Borderlands games were review bombed pretty heavily, and uh, Steam's new uh, ignore this review bomb system went live and actually worked <clears throat> so the game the original borderlands games still have the their their intended scores like you know the actual scores related to the game um but uh randy pitchford ceo of gearbox software got into a little bit of a twitter spat uh about it and you might want to put this in a context that this is because they announced that uh, Borderlands 3 is going to exclusively be on the gear or on the Epic Game Store for six months or months three, exclusive, yep. three months or oh, six months. Six exclusive. months exclusive. Um, it'll be coming out September of this year and it won't be on Steam or any other platforms until the beginning of 2020. Yep. Wow. I mean, I, I legitimately thought about buying a console to play. <laughs> Uh, Borderlands for this reason after reading uh, yeah. the stuff that Arlie uh, linked me to in Reddit where you know they talked about some of the reasons why the Epic Gears or Game Store sucks. I was going to get it for, P- for PC then read this. I'm now getting it for PS4. I won't be buying it period until uh, it goes to a Steam release. You're not the only person I've heard say that either. I've heard several people say that they will avoid buying it until such time it's it's available on more than one platform yeah it's like if i if it comes out on gog or steam yeah i think do do you think this is a with what's happening with gearbox do you think this is going to be a significant change to the market with people boycotting games like this until they're on no because the thing is you have to understand so the developers don't see any of that money really because the developers are paid but Bef- usually unless they receive a bonus tied to like a Metacritic score, um, the developers don't really see the money. The money that you pay for your game goes into the publisher and whatever platform may be distributing the game. The, the bulk of the money goes to the publisher. Steam, and as LB has pointed out to me in previous conversations we've had, um, 30% is a fairly standard. Steam collects 30% of the sale cost. Uh, for itself 
which is a fairly standard amount of uh, revenue share because Apple does it, Google does it, pretty much mm-hmm. everybody does 30%. That's the reason why um, Fortnite, uh, why Epic published Fortnite Mobile as an APK, an unsecured APK on their website for Android phones. Um, uh, for Android, just to get around the fact that they didn't want to pay 30, 30% of each sale of each transaction to Google. Um, and that was a huge bit of uproar when that happened. And I think we actually talked about that during the sh- on the show when that happened, when, when Fortnite Mobile came out. Yep. Um, so Epic has a 12% cut. Epic takes a 12% cut, and they pass the rest of that along to the publisher and the developer, the, de- the, the other part of the revenue share. Well, a lot of people are starting to realize that Steam's revenue share number isn't really all that bad. A, because of the context of every other company that has a digital distribution platform that owns the platform collects about 30%. Um, mm-hmm. Humble and Gog, Gog, I think, does 30% as well, but Humble doesn't. I don't think Humble does. Um, but one of the things that you need to understand is that if you buy your Steam key anywhere but Steam, Steam actually doesn't see a single penny of it. So if the developer has Steam keys for sale and you buy it through the developer or through the publisher, Steam doesn't see a single cent of that. Because Steam provides the developers and publishers the keys for free. They allow them to generate the keys for free. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Epic and how rushed this store has been and how it is not, it is not secure. There is no security present on that entire platform. Um, there's not even a cart. You don't even have a cart to check out in. If you read the comments in which everybody always says, don't ever read the comments. If you read the comments on a lot of the articles and the YouTube videos and things about Epic Game Store, you see a lot of people going like, oh, well, it's just another launcher. You don't, why do you, why just, it's just another launcher. Why are you complaining about having another launcher? It's, it's the principle of the matter. Um, I saw the fragmentation that happened during the console wars. I lived the console wars. Almost every single one of them, I lived through them. And I don't like the fragmentation that happened. There was a long period of time where unless you were an IDORT, I-D-O-R-T, unless you were an IDORT and had all the consoles, you were missing out on a healthy chunk of gaming. And that really sucked. I was a Genesis kid, so I missed out on Final Fantasy. I missed out on Square Enix games. I missed out on a lot of really interesting stuff during the Super Nintendo era. PlayStation kid, never played Halo. We touched on this last week, Gav, because I I was very much the opposite. And so Mm -hmm. I was all about the Square Enix games because I was the Nintendo Mm -hmm. kid. Yep. I was a Nintendo and PlayStation never touched an Xbox. Yeah. And it's just it's it's very frustrating to see the see the PC gaming market, which is supposed to have been this broad utopia of being able to buy what you want where you want and use the platforms were agnostic you know except for the fact that you know steam has all the valve games and only steam is the only place you're going to buy the valve games origin is the only place you're going to buy ea games you play is the only place well and 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 you play is a little bit different. You play is mostly just a launcher more than anything else. It's not yeah. an exclusivity thing because you could buy division 
you buy the division two on steam yep it launches Uplay in the background but you can still buy it on steam or you can choose to buy it on Uplay. but the point is if you have a pc you can go through whatever launcher or platform yeah. you can and i i like you I, can launch world of warcraft through steam if you want to exactly i thought division 2 was on steam no it's not it's on Uplay exclusively right Sorry, that's LB in, in the chat. He's mentioning that uh, Division 2 isn't on Steam, and he's right about that. I forgot. That is correct. Um, um, but, for example, uh, you, you, you play Ubisoft game uh, South Park, Fractured Butthole. It is on mm-hmm. Steam. You can launch it through Steam. It just launches Uplay. In the background. Exactly. I don't like this, like, walled garden fiefdom thing. It's really, it's really disconcerting, and it's really disappointing. No, I agree. I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, they if they launch it on a different platform, if they launch Borderlands 3, double tail back in, if they launch on Borderlands 3 on a different platform before the six months are up and it's not a console, yeah, I'm more than happy to buy it, but I will not be supporting the Epic Game Store. And it's just, it's, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like locking down third-party exclusives is what PC gaming needs right now. No, far from it. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that. I just wanted to bring that up. I I I know we mentioned it in passing last week. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little about that. And uh, I assume this is probably going to be something that I'm going to be talking about every single show, not Borderlands Three specifically, but Epic Game Store kind of thing. And that's okay. And that's, that's okay. okay. Hey, we've talked for a long time. Why don't we go to our actual main topic for the week? Yes, probably. Yep. Yeah, we probably should. So, um, I don't know who's going to start. You have so start. many things. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I, I, I don't play WoW. Okay, so. Start there. 8.2. Rise of Ashara. There was a preview live stream that happened this week um, with the uh, wonderful uh, Jeremy Fiesel, uh, the senior game designer for World of Warcraft. Um, where they essentially went through everything that is coming in 8.2. Now, before we actually start, please bear in mind, 8.2 is not live. Everything we talk about, regardless, is subject tentative and subject to change because it's not hit the PTR, it's not hit the live realms. Everything can change. We don't know. So just putting that caveat out right now. Don't bet you does if it all changes. Have we all agreed with that? Yep. Oh, very much mm-hmm. so. <laughs> Okay, so this patch is freaking huge. <laughs> really, it is. They it's, fucked everything is, up, so this is, is them much having to correct bigger it. Bigger than I expected it to be. I will yeah. say that. Like we're getting much, two new zones. Much bigger. We need two new fucking zones, <laughs> and the zones are the zones themselves are freaking huge. Is is this is this a uh, is this a uh, Tanan jungle thing where it already is in this in the game? Nope. No. I know, it was a joke. It, it was a joke. Yeah, so there's, there's new zones, new raid, new dungeon, new islands, new warfront, new arena. Like, there is a ton of new. So much new. Yep. And there are new systems, uh, redesigns of systems that should have been there at fucking launch, let's be honest. Um, flying is finally coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, tons of new mounts. Uh, new recipes for professions, new... New war mode conf, uh, new 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 war mode content, which we don't know anything about. Um, 
new new pet battle dungeon. That's mm-hmm. coming. You're gonna like that, Gav. Um, if I come back, if you come back, but you know you, you'll like it if you come back. You'll uh, come back. You'll try pet, it. Out. You're a pet dungeon. You may not stay, but you'll come back. I said I was gonna come back for one point five, and I didn't. Something that we have been bitching about. Something we've been bitching about for fucking years, Gav. Mm-hmm. Holiday updates. Brewfest is the first Thank to get a, a redesign. Why not and Summer Festival, which is literally the next holiday? I don't know, but Brewfest is the first one. It's to the get. next holiday, and it's a little too soon. <laughs> I, I love how it's something that we've been asking for forever, and then Gavril still has something to fucking complain um, about. Sir, I am a PC gamer. I can find anything to bitch about. That is accurate. That is accurate. <laughs> um, so, where do we want to start? <laughs> What's hey, the wow, nerds, to- talk amongst yourselves. Start at the beginning. Start Chris, at the beginning? Najatar. 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 Um, zone I am looking forward to the least. Yes, uh, understandable. Uh, new outdoor zone. Um, it is, they're trying to make it timeless isle like but less so than the other zone we're getting what what does that even mean what does timeless isle like refer to sandbox it's not a zone that has a specific goal in mind you have a lot of little content that you can explore at your pace and you can a la carte pick and choose what you want to do oh tanan jungle except better um and can i just say before i get like comments from people it's not i i'm really looking forward to the lore that's going to go f- with this zone because i love lore but i'm really not looking forward to the underwater aspect because i hated the underwater zones which is fair this is this fair. is not underwater right uh, some parts of it are, um, of it are. well uh, my abyssal seahorse will help out yes it will <laughs> uh, unless it no longer works underwater don't get me started on mounts um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, with, when it comes to Nagatar, the both factions will be building up bases and earning reputations with the new reputation that is I coming. I get to build a new garrison? Kind, kind of. of. Kind of. But it looks like it's a more fleshed out system. Do I get to just AFK in there? Like, like I did through all of Warlords, like the two months I played? Not really, because sure. you're actually going to have daily content. There's actually going to be stuff to do, which is weird when you think garrison and stuff to do. They don't. The ideas don't really mix. Hey, there was plenty of daily content. I went and I picked my herbs. I went and I farmed my ore. Then you AFK'd in your garrison. Yeah. Fun fact, my horde druid leveled in Warlords of Draenor from like, I think, 103. Wait, what was the cap for that one? Uh, uh 100. Okay. Okay. 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, okay, so 100, from 93 yeah. to 100, whatever, it was, it was less, it was seven levels, without leaving her garrison. Yep, because you, you did the herbing and the mining, didn't you? I wasn't Fishing. enjoying what they did with Boomkin, that expansion, but I still wanted to level her, so that's all I did. I would go on, I would pick the flowers, I would go mining, I would log off and come back on the next day. Wow, yep. I love it. Um... With this new base system, you'll also be getting something called Combat Allies. Uh, you'll ha- be able to pick one of three Combat Allies to go out and do world quests, whatever, in that zone each day. Um, they will have a leveling system, taking them up to a maximum of 30. Um, and they will have their own unique daily quests that are built around each of these characters. 
So just like the companions you could get from the Worlds of Draenor Garrison. Yeah, but there's like a progression system. There was a progression system there too. And abilities and cosmetics. Yes. Yeah, not cosmetics, but there was there ability cosmetics. They didn't have cosmetics in it, but there was abilities. There was a progression system. You had the rarity level that you could upgrade, and then you had their base level you could upgrade. Well, and their abilities, which you could have uh, unlock as you uh, upgraded them. Each of these will have their own progressive story that as you level up, we will unlock and receive get, go through more of. Um, and um, the, I've, my, my words are failing me. <laughs> um, the the elite world quests that are going to be are built around Najatar through the uh, world quest system. They're going to have and themed affixes every single time they spawn. Oh, so they're going to be, goody. yeah. You're so depressing today. It sounds like Rift. Mm. I mean, there's nothing wrong they're with Rift. Something. Rift was good. They're yeah. doing something. I know. I'm just being. I'm just being a negative Nelly because I can. Mm-hmm. First you were Frank, now you're Nelly. <laughs> Can't keep up with Gavril's personality. Can't keep up with the personalities. I went, I went from being a 1950s crooner to a early 2000s, late 90s rapper, so. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. So before Gavril interrupted you, what were you saying about the Elite World Quest bosses? Um, they're going to have uh, unique affixes every time they spawn, um, uh, including things that take over the area, uh, having additional things spawn around it while they're taking over. Um, the, the, rather than just being a single spawn point and a single thing to deal with, it, it impacts the entire area around it. Interesting. It'll okay. give you more affixes. of a... Yay. I mean, I like the okay. Mythic Plus affixes. They're fun. They make Mythic Plus fun. Oh, affixes, yay. Oh, that thing that <clears throat> thing that means that in some weak rotations I can't do my job? That thing? You guys are so depressing. It says here, too, I'm looking at the um, uh, MMO Champion article, that the story involves building up a base and things like that. So it sounds kind of like Suramar. Oh, Garrison. Sounds oh, kind of like Garrison's. a Suramar. No, it's Garrison's. God damn it. It's Warlords of Garrison all over again. How, how? Wait, so why is it more like that instead of more like the Suramar, Suramar campaign? wasn't really building a base. Suramar was progressing the storyline. We and... weren't. Hello, we were building a rehab. Yeah, he's got a point. The area with the tree, you kind of actually were building a base. We're building a rehab. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, you weren't really legit building a rehab. It. You were just unlocking oh things God. that already existed. Warlords, you actually built a base. Mark In my Saramar, words, if you have to place down buildings and or decide what a building is going to be, mark my words, this is Warlords of Garrisons all over again. We had to, we had to farm the Suboxin so that we could rehab the Night Wow, night wow, wow, wow. Chris, Kevin. correct me if I'm wrong. I wow. wouldn't put it that way, but sure. Wow. There was literally people lying down in the back, like wow. saying, give me my apples. And we had to feed apples to them. Wow. Hey, Neth, what's this about Mechagon? What? What? 
I zoned out. Okay, so there's going to be a small town um, in it that's been fighting against King Mechagon, uh, who's building a doomsday device to make everybody into robots. Um, and we have to help. Yay, reverse the curse of we flesh. We have to help the Mechagon. I embrace this. Would you shush? We have to help the <laughs> Mechagnomes rebuild the island. Um, so it's going to kind of, the goal is to make it feel like an engineer's playground. Um so there's going to be quests to complete and resources to gather, um, which will give you advantages and stuff like that. Um, it, it sounds like it's actually going to be pretty cool. Um, there is some hints that there's going to be some kind of mechanical cat that you can collect and that can be customized for color scheme and stuff like that. Um, there was a comment that I saw, and I can't remember where, that Mechagong is going to have more secrets per square inch than anything else in game has. So the secret finding community is probably going to go insane, um, which I always enjoy watching them figure out all these puzzles because then I can go and get shiny new toys without having to put the work in for it. <laughs> I don't have the patience to figure it out, but I love watching them do it. It's impressive. It really is when they figure things out. Um, it just looks in general like there's going to be a lot of stuff that you can do. It's not supposed to be time gated, but they have said that you're not going to be able to do everything and finish it completely in a day. Um, and there is an epic challenge map. accepted. Yeah, <laughs> there is a really, really cool mount that you're going to be able to get if you finish the meta for the area that it looks like. Um, it looks like a gear, and you ride in the middle of it. And I just, I need to have it. <laughs> gear mount. What? Um, what? Weren't those types of things in Star Wars too? Like maybe one of the prequels had a, a mount that looked like that. Like a. I mean, I know like South, South Park. Uh, yeah, South Park has one. <laughs> South Park. Um, also, Borderlands Three. If you watch the trailer. Yeah, Borderlands has one. So the South Park one was interesting because it, it, you essentially get fucked while you're riding it. Yeah, and then uh, what? D- what? what? No, no, that was the whole thing. It it, it was like it, Mr. Garrison designed a a perfect uh, vehicle, and it had you controlled it with your mouth by putting the control stick deep in your throat. And you sat on it by stick and securing yourself on it by sticking the. Seat right up your asshole. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and, 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 oh and for god. deep, I have and, the words, but I'm gonna go look this up after because I need and, to laugh. Uh, deep cut, uh, deep cut anime ma- manga reference. Uh, Gantz also featured a vehicle like that too. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I for one will be fighting on the side of purging the old ones' corruption. From us and returning us to our natural state. Which that's literally what he's doing. For is that you, what you're is cranky old dude. Um, no, uh, glorious, glorious um, iron dwarves. I mean, you know the the as as uh, like it's the best way to say this, humans won't exist at that point because humans, humans will become right cool, sir. No, no. The, the only reason humans exist is because Vicryl were turned into flesh and they had a birth defect that made them human. Humans exist because birth defect from Vicryl who were poisoned. 
Yeah, I'll be totally cool with uh with becoming a Vrykul. I don't have any humans though, so mm. I'm all about the dwarves and the Draenei, and the Draenei won't change because the Draenei mm-hmm. were never afflicted by the curse of flesh. Neither will the blood elves, neither will the trolls, neither will the night elves. Um, I, trolls? Uh, no, actually, night elves and blood elves will actually become trolls. Was it the? I thought it was just. I thought it was no. uh, the trolls, uh, the, 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 the trolls, and the night elves. Okay, so the blood elves descend from the high elves. The high elves descend from the night elves. The night elves and the trolls are the two species that broke off after being exposed to the well of eternity. Yeah. Um, at, from the proto trolls that existed at the very beginning before the old ones. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the curse of flesh. Yes, and, but it'll be interesting. Does this have to do with Mechagon again? Nothing does. <laughs> I'm digging into lore. It's entertaining. We're going lore. It's fun. Um, I think the the problem with this Mechagon is going to be that everyone's going to get spoiled as soon as the secret community starts figuring this stuff out, and it's going to be unavoidable. And I want to find out some of this stuff on my own. Then don't fucking go to MMO Champion. Don't go to MMO Champion. Don't go to MMO Discord. There are ways to avoid. You can't use spoilers. Avoid the internet. No, but there are ways to avoid spoilers because I managed to do it when there's new expansions coming out, unless I'm. You know, uh, this past one I actually did beta. Um, but, you know, like, if you don't want to see the spoilers, there are ways to avoid the spoilers. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it's granted going to be a little bit harder for you because you're on a podcast with people who are not going to be avoiding the spoilers. But. <laughs> oh, no, we're yeah, actually pretty good about it. We're, we're no, usually I, pretty good about it. I think it would be fun to, like, get LB and Glu together as our little band of gnomes, and then we go explore Mechagon and figure out some of this shit on our own. And then, yeah, maybe after we do that for a while, we start looking up some of this. I don't know if LB... I don't know if that would be something LB would be willing to do. Plus, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. LB made a comment in the show feedback that says, let me just say, if Junker gnomes don't have an Australian accent, I will be disappointed. And, Um, And I just say... I'm here for that. I am on board. I, I would prefer a New Zealand accent, personally. I don't know why they gotta be from Australia. Can I just say, if because Kevin is going, if Kevin is going to grab the all the gnomes and put them in one place, I am okay with this. Easier to kill. Easier to kill. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of anti-gnome hate through this Mechagon zone too. Yeah. 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 However, yeah. back to Mechagon and over to Chris for the dungeon because there is a dungeon that comes with it too. Yes, and it is going to be a Return to Karazhan style mega dungeon. Eight bosses uh, and this uh, five-man content for you guys. Um, you'll start uh, uh, by entering the trash compactor to get into the city itself uh, and the city is completely weaponized against you ready to murder your face. So it's a Death um, Star. Uh, yes, essentially, 100%. This is the Death Star, except city, instead of giant space station. Um, that's no moon, that's a battle station. <laughs> with the final boss of the dungeon being King Mechagon himself. Uh, so, you know, Gav, you can avoid this dungeon because you want to help <clears throat> King Mechagon. Yes, I do. I, I, I wish to return the dwarves and the humans and the uh, gnomes to their original state. Yeah, I, I like this idea of having a uh, Karazhan every release or every expansion. Me too. I like 
Karazhan, like Mega Dungeons are fun. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you can do and then you come back to do later. And it's kind of like a little raid that you can have with like a group of five people. And You know, that sounds really familiar, Chris. They're, why don't they do smaller raids for smaller groups? I don't think they've ever done anything like that. Skull events. Ever. Original Skullamance. Upper Black Rock Spire. Yep. Overs. <coughs> What I just said, Upper Black Rock Spire. Thank you. Zolgarub. Zolgarub. Well, no, that was an actual raid. That was an actual how, man. How does that compare to this? What What are the... That's what the, the, the original Skolomans mm. and the original Stratholm were essentially mega dungeons. They were, they, were giant, they were giant expanding dungeons for smaller groups. They and, weren't raids. And were intended to take multiple hours. Hmm. This is vanilla content seeping back in. Interesting. Do you and I'm think not that they lie, should... I'm kind of looking forward to it. I like, yep. I loved those two dungeons in vanilla were hands down my favorite. Um, and so, and then Karazhan, I loved Karazhan the dungeon. And so to get dungeons on that scale back instead of just like burn through the dungeon and you're done in 20 minutes, I think that's yep. great. I love that idea. No, I... If they're going to do the same as what they did with Karazhan for people who don't like like ever spanning dungeon runs, and they're splitting it for like the dungeon finder, I'm okay with that too because it, it gets yeah. the people who want those big expand expansive hour long dungeon like to actually be able to do it. But it still gives the other people content because they can jump in and do up oh, the first half, up oh, second half. So I, I think, think it's a good compromise. There's got to be a lockout system like that implemented at the beginning nope. that you should be able to do so that you could like start in halfway or something. Nope. I, oh. I, I hope they do the exact same thing as they did with Karazhan. It launches as a mega dungeon only and then you get the split off uh, in the next minor patch. I guess the, I think the way they did it with Karazhan was great. Yep. Well, it would it would be nice just to be able to like unlock the second wing once you beat the first bosses if it's within that week oh. or something. No, no, well, I think I think I think they should probably do something. No, Chris, actually, regard, I think they should really do something like they did with the original Karazan and the original Ubers and the original Skolo. Well, Skolo, not so much. Skolo only had one entrance in and out. Oh, um, multiple entrances. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, multiple entrances, so you can do separate parts of it. That I agree with. I think that would be fantastic. Because like Strat had uh, the undead side and the live side you can enter through, yep. and yes. um, Karazan had Karazan the top. Had Top floor and the bottom floor. floor and the lower floor, yeah. No, I, th I think that's fine. I think uh, like a, a way around it that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a mega dungeon would be great. I, I think I still think that the whole splitting it for like normal heroic and mythic plus needs to come later. I think the idea of the mega dungeon existing for at least the the lifespan of uh, eight two should be a thing. But then bringing it into the mechanical split later works fine. But I, I completely agree with uh, backdoors to do the second half. I completely agree with that. I know you like all them backdoors, Chris. All right. I know you all about them backdoors. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah, that would be a fair system to do. I think that would work. The only thing that I didn't like about Karazan that I hope they don't do is like having this reoccurring quest line to like go back and do the same thing. But this time you got to click on a book or this time you got to do this or this time you got to kill a spider. I mean, that shit bothered the hell out of me and I still never finished those quests. 
Why not? Because it's like, when I go through the dungeon, I want to do the things then. I don't want to have to redo it and then, oh, well, the this time I have to kill is, you, were supposed, you were supposed to do a Karazhan once a week. Yeah, that was the whole purpose. Is you're supposed to be well. Uh, okay, he's not talking about original Karazhan. He's talking about dungeon Karazhan. I'm talking about yeah. dungeon Karazhan too. The whole point of it was you go in once a week as a essentially a five man raid. Mm-hmm. That was the point of it. That's why it was a oh you do you do it this you do it this week. Here's your quest. There you go. Have fun. Okay, next week here's your quest. There you go. Have fun. Oh, next the week here you problem, go. There's your quest. The have only fun. problem I had with Karazhan as a dungeon. Was that I did not get to face Jaraxxus, Eridon, <laughs> the Burning Legion. That wasn't Karazhan. Uh, no, it was. Um, oh, it was. That, um, it was. Uh, shit, what's his name? What's his Crusader, name? Uh, it was. Prince, um, Prince whatever his face. Malkazar. Malkazar, yep. Jaraxxus was in TOC. Uh, TOC, yep, yep, yep. Trial of the Crusader. Trial of the Crusader. So. There's there's also going to be some new quest lines. I mean, the Magni stuff has been going on, and the War Campaign stuff has been going on. They're going to add more content for that. Woohoo! I don't think people are going to jump out of their chair for that. Hey, story! Okay. I will. I will. I will. I, I so will much more story. It. Yeah, I like when the storyline progresses and and they give me more of the lore because I really do enjoy lore. Kevin, why do you yeah. think I still play Destiny Two? Because the story is fucking fantastic. Yay! <laughs> It's it definitely not for the end game. It's the lore that keeps me coming back to WoW, not necessarily the game mechanics. I come back because I want to see where the story is going. It's the lore and the people. You do the, you do the, the new lore. quest in like an hour, and then it's done. Sometimes mm-hmm. the people. All right. Yeah, but you get entertain, but you get you get new information that you can use to piece in together with everything else. Regardless, oh. hey Kevin. Yeah. Fucking gnomes aren't people. Yeah. Gnomes are getting heritage armor, and I hope you like tan and purple because it's tan and purple. It looks weird. Um, tan and purple is their color. It kind of looks so. leather-ish. Kind of looks like leather, but I think it's supposed to be bronze. Nathan and I spoke about this earlier. It needs to be more steampunky. It, it, t- yeah. Honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't I'm, need to be I'm, Take away the helm, I'm not a and huge it just looks gnome. like an armor set. I'm not a big gnome fan. I won't play a gnome. It's not my aesthetic. However, I fully expected the heritage armor for the gnomes to be much more epically steampunk. The goggles headpiece, I think, is perfect, but the rest of it, I am honestly kind of underwhelmed, and I mm-hmm. think they could have gone so much further. If you take away the headpiece and just look at the rest of the armor, it's like something you would get in a five-man dungeon. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah, I mean, now that you guys are saying this, I don't like it as much. So I want you to stop. <laughs> I hate to do this, but I have to AFK the second one. I'll be right back. Um, but seriously, it, yeah. And I think one of the problems that we always have with gnomes is that they tend to build... It seems like they're using a human to model most of the clothes on when they're designing clothes for transmog. Well, that's what they do for every race. And yeah, exactly, for everything. And then it gets scaled down for gnomes and it never looks right. And um, here's another no, opportunity. Heritage armors are designed specifically for well, the race. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. So they had an opportunity to design something specifically for the gnome. And still, the shoulders look too big. and the the boots are weird looking it's 
I'm not that impressed with it. Now the that shoulders, it, that's just standard. That's how, that's the wow aesthetic is those huge pauldrons. Actually, that's accurate. Like when you, th- when you think wow, you think giant shoulders. Very I mean, much so. Like, why that's can't just I get, the aesthetic. Like, why can't I get a gear that's fucking moving on this armor? I guarantee you the gear is probably moving. Oh no, yeah, the the one on the head, the he- the one on the head, the, if that's not moving, oh, I'd be very surprised. I guarantee you the ones on the shoulders are also moving. Probably, yeah. Probably, I, yeah. But the ones very on the shoulders look flat. I don't know. I guarantee you those are moving, Kevin. I just I mean like the the buckle on the belt could be gear. Could have been a gear. That, like, yes. there's, there's so much more I don't that could have been I done think with these. And there's I like think it's a, a really s- interesting, just industrial sort of look to the armor. There's a I big mean, silly bolt right in the but, middle of the chest. Okay, but Gab, when you well. take it compared to the other heritage armors and you put it side by side with, say, the blood elf armor, which is or the Torin one, epically blood elf, and then you, like, I don't know. It's not that it's horrible. It's just not as gnome as I would expect. I mean, I, I look at it and I see I see a lot of gnome. Like you go back to uh, Wrath of the Lich King, and you look at sort of the aesthetic and sort of like the colorations that you saw from Gnomergon during the uh, trials period. And this 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 like I'm looking at this and it's like I'm looking at this in a vacuum right now. I'm looking at just the armor set. And it says, this is like, I can see this as being known. There's buckles and straps and pouches and everything looks very functional and very uh, industrial and utilitarian. Okay, like, that, that says gnome to me. And go, oh, the only way I can get that is by doing the gnome heritage armor and having a maximum level gnome. Or would you look at I that have been a cloth go, hey, dwarf. That probably comes out of the new gnomish related dungeon. I've been a cloth dwarf mm-hmm. since vanilla. <clears throat> yeah, what is the no? The, that's a good question. What is the Mechagon armors set going to look like if they're going to do something like that? It'll probably look exactly like this. I don't think it'll look exactly like it. I don't think it's going to look exactly like it at all. I'm not, I'm going to completely disagree with you there. I think I might, I might look similar or at least related to it or at least, you know, using it as the. Um, as the uh, starting point for it, but I don't think it's going to look anywhere near similar to it. I I will put money down that LB and I will probably be wearing stuff that comes out of Mechagon Dungeon more than this. It'll probably look cooler. It'll probably look better. Um, now, going from Gnomes to Torin, they're also getting their hair to drummer. Regular Torins, uh, not High Mountain Torins. Well, yeah, because Highman already have heritage armor. By the what way, what are the regular Torrens called now that there's High Mountain Torrens? Torren. Just like they were always, they were still the Torren even when the Tonka happened. They were still yeah, just or, the Torren. Or the Yongal. Uh, they're still mm. just Torren. Like, what do you call humans? Vanilla now Torren. They call human exist. Human. Vanilla Torren. Um. Right, yeah, but lost my train of thought. You, this is it's it's fucking beautiful. They got a they got a giant totem on their back. It's absolutely gorgeous. Look at this instantly. The, the feathers, it's, the leathers. It's, that that is Torin. I love it. Like, so the feather yeah. work is the best part of it. The feather work is beautiful. I love I love the um the fur tails hanging off the belt as well. Like the tails that are coming down from the buckle with the with the gold bands on it. That like that's just beautiful. I, mm-hmm. 
I I have a significant problem with heritage armors. Period. In Why? what way? I have been, as I said, I've been a cloth dwarf since vanilla. It's not a thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's, you, if you get the dwarf heritage armor, I'm wearing get full armor. Cloth. Yep, you're going to be wearing full plate. There's no way you're going to get a cloth heritage armor for dwarfs. And that frustrates me. Yep, no, I get that entirely. Don't worry. The as much as I love the blood elf heritage armor, I think it, it fits them perfectly. I think it looks beautiful. It does not look great when you're a demon hunter. As much as I love the um, heritage armor for Nightborn, fits them look fits them perfectly as a race. Looks absolutely stunning. If you're a mage, other than that, it looks weird as fuck. I, I, I it's, so, it's not to say that this armor and shit isn't beautiful it's all fantastic it's all beautiful but it's just like it's frustrating to be playing a class and i'm never going to use this armor ever yeah. i mean like i can i completely agree and i completely sympathize for that one i'm very like i'm very lucky with the zandalari heritage that just came out because it fits with the majority of the classes that you can get with Zandalari, with mm-hmm. the exception of the platewares. Platewares are going to look weird in that shit. I think, I think the best one they've done is Lightforged Draenei, because I just think that the Lightforged armor works just period. Yeah, no, that. I agree with that entirely. Regardless I think of the spec. So fucking good, that armor. I agree All with right. that entirely. There's a bunch of other things to talk about for this patch, and let's try to get through a few of these because we still haven't gotten to the meat of it, which is the, the new heart. heart. Well, the heart. Let's get to the heart of it. Yeah. The new you're heart the one, of Azeroth. You're the ones that decided you wanted to go down the whole list of features. I didn't want to. Well, um, I didn't know that we were going to spend like 15 minutes on each topic. I thought we were just going to mention some of those. There was conversation and there was good conversation. That's yeah. pretty standard, Kevin. Um, some stuff that we can blow through. There's going to be new new islands the new islands will have some lore tied into them, which yep. should be fun and cool. Which means um, new pets and collectibles. Yep. And new unique. Uh, hey, and I new like new my enemies. shinies, okay? <laughs> new this unique is how it happens, Kevin. All of them. Yep. How it happens, um, Kevin. The release of the heroic warfront, which Woo-hoo! is we can queue for it as a raid group, right? Yep. It's a. It's not something you can queue for individually. You have to have a pre-made group to do it, and I'm so excited to give this a try. Yes, I was waiting for that. I hope that they unlock that for ones that are already out. I would actually review them. They're they're starting with the Battle Mm -hmm. for Stromgard, which is the first uh, Warfront that came out. Okay. Oh, so they're not doing this on the newest one. They're just no. That's the the oldest one one that that's being done for. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, New Arena, the Robodome, PVPers, enjoy. Uh, Look, it actually looks really fucking good, by the way. I love all the gnomes. I enjoy watching Arena. I am horrible at PvP, so I will not be doing Arena. But I like playing Arena. Everyone is horrible at PvP. Just play PvP. Oh no, there's horrible, and then there's my level of horrible. I fully admit, I am atrocious at PvP. Um, Ask LB how I am at (laughs) PvP. Ask Chris. Ask Gav how he is at PvP. Ask me how he is at PvP. <laughs> um, returning uh, from Warlords of Draenor, returning from its hiatus, Ashran is joining the Epic Battleground queue. So if you loved Ashran, which 
for all the mistakes of Warlords of Draenor, Ashran was actually kind of fun. It's coming I back. En- I did enjoy Ashran. I, I, once I understood what was going on in it anyways, the yes. first few times I went in there, I was like, what the hell is going it, on? Oh, I it was not- so confusing. <laughs> but once Ashran, you figured you it just out. Zerg down the road to the most active thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Once you figured it out, it was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. I don't understand why we're running over here. Why are we doing this? Okay, once you figured it out, it was really fun. Yeah, I still don't know what Ashran is. I I don't know. PvP. It's a clusterfuck, but it's fun. Okay. It's PvE, PvP. Is it like PvE, that other... PvPvE. Is, is it like that, um, or the one from Vanilla that you guys all like that took multiple days? No. Yeah. They no. tried, they failed. They yeah, tried. It's not really Alterac Valley. It's more... Um, what was the one? Isle of Conquest. Isle of Conquest? Or Tolbarad? Tolbarad um, or yeah. Wintergrasp, yeah. Yeah, it's Tolbarad or Wintergrasp, but for Warlords of Draenor. Yeah. But less, um, more those, less Alteric Valley. At least I yes. would say. Yeah. I would agree. Yep. Flying! Pathfinder <laughs> Part 2. Super uh, excited that this is coming in. Really looking forward to getting my flying. I love being able to fly because um, I go and explore things. Um, that for, that's what flying is for me. I I get to go and explore things and see them from a new view yes. and find Every all the stuff that's hidden in the zone. Um, plus, I'm very excited when you unlock Pathfinder Part Two. You get a mechanical parrot, which actually looks kind of cool, and so uh, I'm looking forward to getting that. Yeah, and it's a mount, Yay. a mechanical parrot mount, because we've already got the mechanical parrot pet to go along oh, with it. Yeah, now we get the mount. the mount. Oh, yeah. So hey. they, they yeah. are going to allow this in the new zones, right? Because they yes. didn't do that yes. in Legion. Nazjatar and Mechagon will be flyable. Yes. Why do you think? Do you think people were pissed off? Because people bitched and complain about, uh, what's it called? Um, Argus. Argus. People bitched and complained. I- I, I honestly didn't understand the purpose of gating it on Argus. Like it. So the reason Argus wasn't didn't have flying is because it was built the same way as the old World of Warcraft vanilla was built. It was built with smoke and mirrors, and if you were able to fly over it, it wouldn't look great. You would be able to see all the um, optical illusions that made the world so that's why you couldn't fly in ashran yeah. it was not built for it as uh in, in argus not ashran, not, not argus. ashran. It, did, argus. it did help with keeping the like prices of stuff that you could farm out in the world uh higher like i will i would have to go out on runs to do mining in argus and oh, yeah. you just couldn't fly from node to node Flying definitely affects the economy, and it was it definitely made stuff from Argus way more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I, that was cool, and I'm kind of sad that they're going to do that. But I hated the uneven terrain and having to find ways to get up and down. It just sucked. I loved it. Neth, yeah. you have a rant moment now. Okay, so mount equipment started off as a rant moment. However. As I got more information during the week, I got a little less ranty. Um, so I'm one of those people that grind rep. And so back in Panda, was English Panda? Panda. Yes. Yeah, okay. Panda. So back in Panda, <laughs> Panda Land, um, I ground the hell out of the Angler's rep specifically to get the Water Strider mount because A, I thought it was a really cool idea, and you know, B, I grind rep anyways. 
So I put in all the time, I got my water strider mount, and then earlier in this week, I heard that the water striders weren't actually going to walk on water anymore, which, you know, is the whole point of a water strider. Now, now, question, when did Pandaland come out? Uh, a while ago? Don't ask me for a date, I don't uh -huh. know. So you didn't oh get your, 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 your value out of it? But that's not the point. That's it not was the point. Years no, ago. let me I'll finish. Okay, seven here, years ago. Okay, but here's my point. It's like saying, okay, so you have a mount that was purposely designed to walk on water, and it's not going to do that anymore unless you have this piece of equipment that you put on its feet so it'll walk on water. That's like saying your flying mount that you got in vanilla. Oh, well, it's not going to fly anymore unless you put on these magic wings that are now going to make <laughs> all your mounts fly. Right. And without this piece of equipment, it doesn't fly anymore, even though it's a flying mount and that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So that was my rant. Was These were purposely designed to walk on water. That was the point of the entire mount. So I get, I get other mounts needing that item to do it. But it just is asinine to require a mount that was specifically designed for that purpose. It's like, okay, the seahorse isn't going to swim underwater anymore unless you give it a scuba tank. <laughs> but then if you have the scuba tank, all of your mounts will swim underwater. I, I don't know where I was going to go with that. I mean, the, the thing <laughs> is, is like... Up. I I farmed that stupid mount and it took me like six weeks every it day doing not, the rep. Anglers was difficult to farm. It was hard. And when you have that mount, you feel like you're part of that club. You know, no, you but feel at the same like, time seven years ago. But still, I mean I mean yeah, people, time walking, you could just do that. But, get the but like you feel like you accomplished something and it's not everyone it's not something that everyone in the game has. Um so it's an exclusivity like, thing. Yeah, it's an exclusivity thing. Okay, it has a special me. ability. Not, it's not well, an for exclusivity me. thing for me. It's Kevin, not. you and I have had... It, sorry, Neff. Go ahead. It's not for me. It's not that it's an exclusive. It's literally taking a mount that there is... That's, that was the purpose. That was the special feature of that mount. And you're taking away the special feature that that mount had and saying, okay, well, now it's just a normal mount. Okay, well, then... Are all the mounts that have special features going to end up going that route in the long run? And then you're going to have to go back and get mount equipment so that they get their special feature back? Because that seems just kind of counterintuitive. I can understand saying, okay, well, if you get this piece of equipment, if you don't want to use the water strider, but you still want to be able to walk on water, get this piece of equipment, which I and this is why I calmed down a little on the rant, it actually requires angler rep to get the piece of equipment, so I'll I'll be able to go and get the equipment immediately because I have the rep. Um, you know, like, so you're still going to have to grind the same rep to get it, but it just seems mm. like... That's my anger, Nath. Um, so there is a version available at level 20 that's character bound. There is a one on the anglers that is account bound. Yeah, but the one that is the one that cares about the water walking, you can get the there's a version at level 20, but there is an account bound version from the anglers that you can get for all of your characters. Yeah, 
And apparently, she doesn't care if you because have, she's already got the rep. Yeah, and and apparently, yes. if you have, I've seen a blue post somewhere, and I I don't have the link for it. I'll try and find it for the show notes. Um, there was a blue post made that if you already have the Angler's Water Strider, you're going to log in the game when 8.2 goes live, and you're already going to have a pair of these inflatable boots or whatever the stupid thing is called. So, so yeah. is it but, a toy or is it like a heritage no, armor or it does like, it take up bag space? It it looks like on from the picture, it looks like on um, if you go to the collection page for your mounts, there's going to be a slot that you can slot this item into and you can slot in one piece of equipment. So there's like a anti days. There's a there's the water walking one. Um, oh, there was one other one that was uh, I think a slow fall are the ones that have been kind of given as examples. And so you can slot one thing into that and it applies to all of your mounts. Um, the slow fall, I think, is intended for the, like, if you're on a flying mount and you get knocked off your mount in the air, um, which would probably be handy for people who do PvP. I don't do PvP, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, but it it's going to be like a little item slot on your mount's uh, collection page from the looks of it. Okay. Okay. That's and I think I'm less upset about it too because it does require you to grind the rep, which yeah. I think was the which entire is, per- which, point. which is what calmed me down afterwards was because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, the time that I spent grinding the rep isn't going to have been a total waste. I still don't understand why it's going to apply to a mount that already has that as its special feature. I think that should be left alone. That you know, like you could say use the water strider with the anti-days one and still be able to walk on water because that's what water striders do is walk on water that was the point i have i have an unpopular opinion for this group of people i'm shocked i have an unpopular opinion i think you've had seven years worth of uh, use of it Eh. why why should they exclusive after that period of time I just don't want someone to come in and like, boom, they have it when I, it took me what, like what what, what, to what about grind. that harms you, Kevin? It harms See, me because I feel like it. it's kind of cheapening it. Okay, but it, how does it actually harm you? It's not. See, and it's not that for me. It's not. No, we know. Oh, I, I understand that's not with you, Neff. You made it very clear that it's not an exclusivity thing. With Kevin, it's like I'm sitting here. I'm like, how is that harming you? To me, it's like pay to win. That's what it. Had that's what it feels like. It earlier than they did. That's all it means. I I don't want to feel like it took me six weeks to do something, and then it took somebody else a day, and then they just had it. Kevin, it took me six. It took me months to do it back in Mister Pandaria. You did it faster than mm-hmm. he did. I got halfway through the grind and quit because I got sick and tired of it. Because it took me like something like three months to do it. And now you can just buy the rep tokens during time walking. So yeah. yeah. So that's what that's what I'm saying. It took me months to do it back in Mesopandaria. Literally, when you said it took you six weeks, I said take uh, take you one week in uh, Wrath Time War, uh, Mess, Mess Time Walkers. I'm the one that's telling people how to get it faster. What 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 exclusivity is? It's seven years. 
See, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that aspect of it. For me, it was mm-hmm. that this is the special feature of having this mount. Why yeah, are you? That, you were concerned about the mechanical mount. aspect yeah. of it, the actual like, mechanics. Why are you taking it? Like you know, like it's like literally. Okay, well, the seahorse, the 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 special feature is that it's it moves faster underwater if you mount the seahorse. So you're, are you going to take that away, and you have to have the mount equipment for the seahorse to work? Right. Or could um, you have a seahorse and put on the node days, but now it can't, uh, like breathe underwater? If you're not going to be able to stack them, it kind of ruins it too. I mean, I'm a tank. I I don't get dazed. I don't get dazed either. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, Chris and I are both tanks. We don't get dazed anyways because tanks have yeah, automatic and, daze protection. A couple of my best friends are shamans, so for them, they're like water walking, psh, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, Kevin, I could just roll a death knight and automatically get water walking. Or a shaman. Or, or a shaman. Or a warlock yeah. with a specific glyph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if, if, you, if, you, if it's really that big a deal about water walking, roll a shaman, death knight, or warlock. Yeah, then you have to be a shaman. I have a warlock. No, thanks. Hey, hey, She's hey. Um, so like one of the things I just wanted to mention is that, uh, LB has been commenting in on the chat, um, yeah. and LB and I are in agreement. Um, we're both uh team, no water walking period. No water walking. Oh mounts man, at LB, all. I forgot about that auto dismount that used to piss and, me off yep. so bad in classic because I would and, edge of the water and all of a sudden would be off my mount. The second comment he made was that let's go back to auto dismounting when you touch water, and I'm okay with that as well. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a druid now, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, you had swim form; it didn't matter to you. Um, and uh, if if what Kevin has said is to be believed, uh, you are also team no flying, and I'm okay with that <laughs> as well. I'm team no flying, but I. I'm okay now because I've seen it all from the ground. I'm okay to fly now. I, I don't am, want to assume LB I doesn't like flying. I am 100% okay with the fact that they've gated flying. I am very much team yes. flying. I think it should be in the game, but I, I'm actually okay with how they've done it, that you have to, you know, like you have to have explored the zones. You have to have finished the achievements for the zones and stuff, and it's gated behind having truly seen the area before you get flying. It's not just given. Yes. I completely agree. And I'm cool with that. I'm 100% cool with that. But I like being able to fly because I like being able to go and see the little (laughs) things that they've hidden places. Like, there's so many little things that are hidden all over that if you can't fly, you're never going to see them. To me, they have to be clear with, like, where to explore the zone when they make you explore the entire zone. Because that's the most annoying fucking part. There's an achievement for it. I know, but, like, you have to go to the specific spot on the the map so that you can unlock that area and you don't know where it is. And And that's what the fog of war on the map is for. So you can see, oh, I haven't been there. Let's go there. See, this now, is fair, this is why I level my hunter by myself when I'm when I'm leveling my hunter because I am like one of those crazy people that before I leave a zone, I do absolutely every single quest in the zone and explore a hundred percent of the map before I leave, unless for some reason I can't like say it's like it's a max level area on that map. I'll have to come back when I'm max level. But otherwise, I'm doing all the things and then going to the next zone. Drives people crazy. 
right. All so right. other shit's happening. Let's take a little bit of time to talk Heart of Azeroth and some of the changes that are coming into it. It's not going to be yes. as long as we want because we had a long conversation about all this other shit that was coming out. Um, yes, because we complained about heritage armor for 10 damn, minutes. Damn us for having but, conversations. Damn us for having a, a meaningful conversation between people. Um, real quick, there will be new missions and mechanics coming in. Uh, new ho- uh, holidays will be getting some update, beginning with Brewfest uh, in October. Uh, new content coming into War Mode, new professions, new re- uh, new recipes for the professions, and new pets, new pet battle dungeons, and more incoming. Yeah, let's clarify that's new recipes for the professions, yeah, new, not uh, new, yeah, new professions. <laughs> Like I said, I said new professions first, yeah. and then I was like, nope, new recipes for the professions. But that's um, why I wanted to clarify. So I'm still looking Azeroth. forward to the profession overhaul. Don't care. We, we're, we're like two hours into this show. I'm sorry. But if we're going to go by weekly, Gav, really the shows are going to tend to be a little bit longer because yeah. we're going to have more to discuss. They're going to run a little bit longer, yeah. Heart of I'm Azeroth. I'm okay with this. Yep, so Heart of Azeroth. So, um, one of the major complaints people have had about BFA is they removed a lot of what people were feeling as the power that they achieved in Legion. Um, spoilers for the end of Legion, you destroy your artifact weapon, you sacrifice it at the end of the campaign, and you go back to just being a regular old schmuck wielding the not um, Ashbringer or the not Doomhammer. Yay. And... What was the system they gave us for BFA? You got a necklace that didn't do anything except act as an artificial gate for gear. Yay. So, Kevin, what are they doing to change that gating effect? Because right now, if I one of the reasons that I kind of stopped playing was that I got tired of grinding for my neck to unlock Azerite powers on my, my armor. And Kevin's gone silent. Hey, Neff, what's that thing they're doing? I honestly didn't watch it, so I don't know. Okay, okay. I watched it. Chris, I got it. go I got ahead. It. Chris, okay, go so ahead. what they're doing is you are, you are, your Heart of Azeroth um, will be much more prominent this patch. Uh, it, in essence, you are going to get a artifact light system. Um, there will be one major slot which you can uh, pick an ability from, and that will be your active ability that comes from this artifact, the uh, the Heart of Azeroth. Um, this active ability is apparently, uh, and we'll have to wait until it hits BTR to get the exact numbers. Very powerful in regards to what it can do. You will then get two minor slots that you will have access to, uh, and these are passive bonus slots. Um, uh, you will get essence. Um, that will have different types of abilities and different ranks of abilities that you can uh, gain access to. And the higher ranks gain not just damage, but higher utility and additional changes uh, of the uh, for the abilities. Uh, higher difficulty content will give you the higher ranked things, uh, including the highest ranked, uh, which... Uh, which uh, which also uh, highest rank will also have a cosmetic aspect to it, which will also be set up in the legendary orange color. Uh, the so essentially, if you have got the highest rank of this uh, this active ability, people around you will be able to see they are they have the highest version of that. They are a badass, or they are doing mythic rating, or they are doing the high end mythic plus content. They are the people doing the harder shit. So. 
I'd like to mention that you were talking about the the minor and major slots. Um, mm-hmm. One of the examples that they give for DPS in uh, as an essence in the article, um, in the blue post of the article, is the focusing iris. Yeah, I did notice that. What is that? The focusing iris is what Garrosh used to nuke Theramore. Yeah. Hmm. The focusing iris literally caused the man was the device used to empower the mana bomb. Yep. The, the focus iris also the something flavor that, text that's on it is a magnificent energy is contained within this that continuously collapses upon itself and then explodes with extraordinary force. Now, bear in mind soon. for people who are unaware. People, bear, please bear in mind that Theramore was destroyed by this, and Ronan killed himself use, to, 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 save Thera, to save the rest of Kalimdor, because Theramore would have been destroyed regardless when it went off. So would the rest of Kalimdor been. Yeah, it was a... It would have been... I don't think it was called Kalimdor. I think it was, it was like the, the, the marshes. That whole zone was supposed From, to be like nuked. From what it's been described as, it would have it would have probably taken out Duratar as well. I don't think Garrosh actually knew how powerful this thing was. Garrosh, not our smart. So the um, major power is typically active, correct? And the minor yes, power yes. is always passive. The t- the major power will always be active. Okay, so I'm going uh, to have new abilities. You're going to have new abilities new that you can pick and choose from. Yes. Ugh. And I'm forced to pick new buttons. You get one ability that goes into your spellbook. It's just it's gonna be just like having your artifact weapon. Okay, so there's only ever going to be one total new active ability. Yes. You will receive one major power, and that is it. So the you example they choose, give for the healers. Yes. Yeah, the example they give for the healers is the artifice of time. Um, it's a four-minute cooldown, instant cast, 40-yard range, create a time vortex around a friendly target that absorbs half a million damage, 500,000 damage, and and gives 500,000 healing for six seconds. Uh, when it expires, the absorbed damage and healing occurs periodically over 10 seconds. So stagger. Yeah, it's stagger. Okay. Hmm. Okay, but a so... fucking mm. broken version of stagger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then the passive that goes with it is your heals have a very high chance to grant the target 304 haste for eight seconds. Which, if you haven't played in a couple of years, 304 haste is a shitload. That is a metric uh, yeah. fuck Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, so. so I mean, that that sounds pretty good. Um, but, and, and I think they said, like, if it's in the active slot, the, um, act, the major and minor powers are both activated. But if so, it's in a minor slot, only the minor powers are activated, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. Um, one of the biggest and most thank god things about this new system you can respec these essences at any time in any zone as long as you're in a rested area with or with a tome while in a raid for zero cost i think you forgot that zero fucking cost yeah which is nice (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, NF, we've did been you, did you hear how much money he spent on reforging? Cup, uh, about twenty grand. <laughs> ah, for one character, for what? one raid night. 
Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh. So <laughs> thank you, Blizzard, for realizing you were fucking idiots by doing that with the artifact slots, with the Azerite slots, and not doing it with this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. See, this, this release is, it literally says beta for Azeroth, and they have beta crossed out with red pen, and it says Rise of Ashar on top of it. That's what this re- release is called. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of changes coming in at the Azerite. Removing the requirements for heart levels on the Azerite armor is massive. Yes. Because uh, I had pieces that were just sitting in my bank because I couldn't actually get to the good pieces, get to the good talents. My druid, I just hit level cap on it today. Heart isn't very high. I have an eight fit and I have an I have an, a three eighty five uh, chest that I have no access to any of the traits on. Mm-hmm. Like literally, the chest is literally there as a stat stick right now, giving me some intellect and some stamina. That's it. It, it is a yeah, stupid system. The thing that I like about this too is that they're using the same like colors of like green, blue, uh, purple, and gold for the different versions for the different versions of the same um essence is that what they're called Mm -hmm. yes so you know you kind of know and progress and upgrade these items over time and it's kind of like it makes sense so are the essences drops at different rarities or are they upgrades they're drops i I believe they drop i hope you sure as fuck liked farming some goddamn relics because you're doing it all over again asshole I'm okay with the. Re- I was okay with the relic farming. I was not okay with the netherlite crystal. I could not hate relic farming. It was the combination of the two that made me hate it. It was the RNG on those relics that was the worst, mm-hmm. and you know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this these aren't going to be RNG. RNG. These are That's like collectibles. These, you know, where these things are going to drop from what they've been saying. Yeah, which is fine, sounds... and it's gonna and it's gonna be stable every time. I'm okay with that. But relics, fuck that. Fuck I, anything, that, that <laughs> anything that is reminiscent of the relic system oh my makes God. my blood boil. Do you, I just remember like farming Argus for that purple stuff, whatever it was. Like getting 600 yada yada currency. Then going to the vendor, buying one of the, relic, the random relics, and then putting it into the forge and being like, I hope this has some good shit in it. And then it doesn't, and you just trash it within five seconds and then you do that same grind over again did it titan forge nope well fuck this well not not just did it titan forge it's like cross your fingers hopefully there's some decent traits on this that aren't ass on the tier list another good thing about these essences they don't have to worry about war forging and titan forging yay because they're static static and i love it i hate war forging and titan forging the only thing that's going to feel bad is like if you get the blue version and then the green version drops after you get the blue version. Or like somehow yeah. you feel like you're not getting upgrades. Oh well. Oh, or well. if you can grind down the older version and make a dust and then buy a random one or something. I don't know. I think I if they like had like a conversion rate of like, like three to one or something like that. And you know, it had a chance of being a better piece. I think that would give you an op- I think that would be a good use of these things if you're out there farming them. 
I think having it be like, oh yeah, there's if you convert five essences, you have a you have a fifty percent chance of it possibly upgrading. I mean, what happens though? Like, can you just get the gold version and then like be done with it? Or I assume you... the legendary is going to be a quest. I'm assuming. I, I think from what it sounds like, it's the legendary stuff's going to be dropping in like high end mythic plus and mythic rating. But what if you just get the purple version and then do you have to farm the or like? No, you're just gold. Eh. Son, you Gucci. Unless you're a mythic raider or a high end mythic pluser, you don't need the gold, the legendary version. Or you don't need the green or the blue version uh the way i the way i would assume it the way i would the way i would think this system's going to work uh from a rating standpoint at least lfr would be the green version normal would be the blue version heroic would be the purple version and then mythic mythic uh would be the legendary version yeah which would make sense which would make sense it, that's the way would i would sense, but use the system it would also kind of feel bad if i couldn't get the uh, legendary version because like i'm never going to do a mythic raid okay I mean, that, okay we're not, we're not we're not going to dive into that because that is that is that is a long and very thorny conversation that we've had before exclusivity of okay. items based on the difficulty of the raid we've talked about this before and it spurred like a three-hour conversation wait 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 Kevin has an issue against exclusivity of items based on difficulty of raid and yet wants exclusivity of items based on other things? Yep. Humans well, are hypocrites. The, um. <laughs> I think one of the beautiful things about fishing is you can do whatever you can get whatever the hell you want in fishing as long as you spend the time to do it. And, and I think the beautiful thing about raiding is that is if you have got the balls and the actual skill and talent to do mythic you can get stuff that other people can't. Okay, Wait, fair enough. You say mythic rating takes skill and talent? I'm, I'm making a point, uh, Gavril. <laughs> Dead silence. Okay, this is you know, no, you know what? Like, I do think mythic rating takes skill and talent. I could not, in all honesty, uh, yes, block... it, does. It, it does. I couldn't... Been there, done that. I, also been there, done that. Yeah, and you know, at different periods, I'm sure we all have. But at this point in the game, I could no longer step in. I'm not that good. I'm not at the level that the players that are now doing mythic rating are, and I'm okay with that because been there, done that. But you know, like it does take skill and talent and dedication and a lot of hard work. You know, which is why people tune in to watch the world first stuff. Because people recognize that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting how and where and when these things drop. I hope I do get some of the um, legendary versions because I want to see some of the cool enhanced effects or whatever it's going to do. YouTube. You YouTube. will never Go watch YouTube. see them. I know. I'll never see them on my character. I'm sorry. All right. Um, what else do we have in this patch? It's. I mean, I think we've exhausted this topic. Gavril already went through the ones under. Yeah, he blew everything. All right. Blew, blew, <laughs> he he blew through the minor ones. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Hey guys, I'm gonna give everybody thirty seconds, uh, starting with Chris, Kevin, Neff, and then myself. Um, final thoughts on eight point two, Chris. 
I think there's a lot of potential. I think that they seem to have learned from a lot of their mistakes at launch, and I'm hopeful, but I'm not getting my hopes up to the point where I'm going to be disappointed. There. Kevin? I am looking forward to this. I think that they're doing a lot to try to get people back into the game, and it sounds like, at least from what I've read so far, I will definitely be looking forward to playing this expansion. I mean Neff. this uh, patch. Neff? Um, looking forward to it. Really hoping that it's going to pull my interest back into WoW because my I'm kind of going off on a tangent right now. Um, and I like playing with the people that I game with, but WoW's just not doing it for me right now, so I'm hoping that I get that back. Fair. Um I am cautious. I always am with WoW. Um, just I don't think they've been able to capture that lightning really, really well. They did good with Legion, but there were some down points. Um, and BFA has been mostly down points for me so far. So we'll see how it goes. I think that was a, a good productive discussion. We There's definitely a lot of stuff we could have dug in a little bit further. But um, if there was anything that we didn't mention about 8.2 coming out that you'd like to hear about, please shoot us a, shoot us a comment, uh, tweet us, whatever, email, and we'll be happy to discuss it. Um, Remember, that, help me prove Kevin wrong. That could be yeah. a good that could be a good question to ask our Twitter followers to see if they have their in, any input. Yeah, sure, definitely. Um, so I think that's going to cover most of what we wanted to talk about this week. There is not most of, but it's a good chunk of it. This is going to be a very long show today. I believe it's going to be something around two hours. Um, listen to it an hour this week and an hour next week. Yeah. See, there you go. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out putting an intermission somewhere in the middle of the show. Um, (laughs) so, Hey, Let's go ahead and get uh, do that and don't do that. And let's go in backwards order. So, Neff. If we go backwards order, wouldn't it be you first? Don't I'm just saying. Don't, <laughs> don't ruin the magic. Okay, so apparently you don't want to know like, what your sausage do is made that out of. Is ruin the magic. There you go. <laughs> don't ruin the magic. You don't want to know how the sausage is made, okay? I really don't want to know how the sausage is made. All right. Heaven. The sausage is made in a spreadsheet. Chris. Uh, relatively salt-free week in regards to gaming. Okay. Um, again, the dancing queen. <laughs> uh, do that yeah. and don't do that is not where you can sing randomly. I will do yes, whatever the fuck I want yes, to. It is. You're not I, my real dad. Okay, I have one. I have one. Uh, Kevin, don't be a dick. Oh my god. Kevin, don't oh, laundry. That that that's a deep cut throwback to the beginning of the show, Chris. <laughs> I know, it was at least two hours ago at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So that's gonna be our show for this week, folks. To talk us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat with a K. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore mag, A-K-A-R-I underscore mag. I, of course, am at Gavril. 
underscore E-T-G-A-V-R-I-I-L underscore E-T. And Ms. Neth is at Neth Winch, N-E-T-H-W-E-N-C-H. You can send us to emails to feedback at azerothctc.com. We love to hear from you. Uh, for links to today's show, you can visit the website at www.azerothctc.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you may find those sweet, sweet, poorly accented words being thrown deep inside of your brain. Hey, folks, say pork pork. Pork pork. Pork pork. pork.